All right, guys. Um, oh wow, I, I never liked the intros. The intros always get me, man, because it's like <laughs> I, I always get so. But anyway, uh, I got John Gosher with me today. A guy I used to work with a long time ago. Sometimes you go to jobs and you keep in contact with some people, and he's one of those cool ass guys that I never forgot about. What's I up? I appreciate man? that, man. I mean, I, I'm glad to be here, man. I mean, I've been kind of keeping track of this. I mean. You got a you got a good thing going, bro. I'm pumped for you, man. I'm I'm excited to be here and you know talk about this stuff. I know, isn't how you feel like the vibe of it, dude? Like I want my bedroom like this, like <laughs> straight up, like just full on podcast vibe, just cool collectibles. I mean, God, I wish I had that many Funkos, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, I'd say that I got about fifty five of them. <laughs> man. Just, <laughs> Oh, that's about how many watches I have. So we're <laughs> yeah, right. And those are just like so much more expensive. What what would you say is the most expensive watch that you have? Probably um, that that two tone one with the diamond bezel with the meteorite dial. That oh, one's the, the, okay. The, the one I wore on my birthday that one year. That's worth about four stacks. Whoa, are you serious? Dead dead serious. Because Whoa. because it's got Gibby and meteorite. The meteorite is a. A meteorite that fell from the sky. I think it fell in Nambia, I want to say. It's the same material that Rolex uses for their meteorite dials. Shit. So that's a real intricate watch. That's not just Very. a... No, no, no. That's a, th- This ain't no middle of the mall shit, as Riff Raff would say. This is this thing is on point. Got full uh, quarter carat diamond bezel. Damn. Uh, yeah, it's it's my baller piece. Like, and how much did you pick it up for? I bought it from a guy that was doing an estate sale in California... I paid four hundred and eighty dollars. Wow, that's like the now. Let me preface this: the four stacks is what the company lists their MSRP price. Mm -hmm. They they're they're fairly inflated. So in reality, the watch is really worth probably closer to about twelve to thirteen hundred. Yeah, well, you could still double your money. You could still over double your money. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, it's immaculate. I mean, I keep them in watertight lock case like those pelican cases <laughs> yeah i have about seven pelican cases stacked in my closet damn man yeah if people didn't know there were watches in there they think i'm like hoarding guns like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had like that's part of the reason why like this little house mm-hmm. i, I want to get something bigger because i honestly want to start getting back into shoes again dude i feel that i have an entire rack at the bottom of our closet my wife hates it, it it's mm-hmm. all my shoes like the last pair i got was those um uh, those Gatorade Jordan ones, Gatorade Jordan ones. What color? The, co- the yellow ones. The yellow ones. Yes. Okay, that's pretty dope. Yeah, that, that that's a hard color to come by because I mean, from from what I heard, I don't know how accurate it is, but you were only able to get that color from the Nike store in Chicago. Really? And I actually scored them from a buddy of mine. Actually, he's a pretty famous rapper around here, Ghost Rider. Okay. Darvin uh, Perry, very good buddy of mine. We used to work together at Target, and he was looking to get off them because he had a bunch of pairs, and he's you know. He had barely worn it. I think he wore it like once or twice. And he's like, bro, I'm trying to get off these. And I'm like, come to the dealership like right now. <laughs> I got you. And uh, yeah, he showed up and I looked at him. I'm like, oh, my God, I've I've never had a pair of Jordan ones that look that cool. I mean, they're just bright mm-hmm. Gatorade yellow and they come in the box and the box has the Gatorade check. And it's got like these embossed like sweats stripes on like sweat dots on it and it comes with a vintage gatorade towel no way gatorade tag on the side and the sole has the vintage gatorade logo on the bottom dude that's so cool dude they they are some dope looking shoes and i wear them very sparingly because i mean you don't want to crease those no yeah they're they're gorgeous so i keep the box and i keep everything in there because i thought i'm like man i could flip these on StockX, but i'm like i'm never going to come across this pair again no i mean the 
that's so cool. Like, not only is the shoe aesthetically beautiful, but like it has all those other cool little things that you just mentioned in it too. It's like you can only get it in Chicago at that mm-hmm. time, and then because it's like, if you go to like Foot Locker, or Foot Action, or you go even on StockX, mind you, if you go and you look for the Gatorade ones, they come in the purple, they come in the blue, they come in the yellow, and they come in a dark green. And by far, from my understanding, the yellow is the hardest to come by for mm. the exclusivity purpose. Okay, so I'm like. Yeah, I can't get off these. Like, there's no way. Yeah, right. I, the last shoes that I went, I, I want to start getting, um, like, a, I mean, not anywhere close to that kind of thing, but <laughs> I want to start getting, like, just about every color of Converse I, ha- I can. I have a funny story about that. Yeah? In 2005, 2006. No, 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 no. It was before that. It was 2004, because it was before Katrina. So, um, I, I got into Chuck's hard. Mm-hmm. And remember when it was hot and everybody was buying the um, the Dickies long shorts, like the the work shorts that yeah. had a little pocket, and yeah, they yeah. went all those crazy colors. Right. I had a color of Dickies to match every color of Chucks. <laughs> I was that guy. <laughs> oh my god! I, I'm, I, I kid you not, dude. I probably had about eight or nine pairs. Usually, you only see guys like that inside of like old sketchy gas stations. And I went to <laughs> all of those sketchy gas stations. I mean, that's where all the good energy guy? drinks are. That's the, the diamond in the rough stuff. Well, uh, I got away from the Chucks for a while, and I started getting on Adidas Superstars, the Shell Toes, all day. I had probably, I mean, mind you, I was I was 18. I had zero cares in the world about mm-hmm. what I spent my money on when I right. was working. I mean, I was working at Raising Cane's at the time, so it's like I had, like, no bills right. at all. So That's like, the best part. I'm about to cut up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I did, and I went, and I had, like, the Run DMCs. I had the anniversary ones that had the Adidas logos embossed with, like, the gold and black Damn, all bro. over them. Like they were so dope, but then I ended up, I ended up losing a lot of that for Katrina. I was pretty bummed. Oh no! Yeah, I lost, uh, I lost those. I lost a couple uh, guitars. I oh. lost uh, two very nice uh, Les Pauls. I had a uh, Les Paul Studio Alpine White with the gold hardware. That would probably hurt me more than that one. Else. It was, uh, it was. I was gonna try and get the the Zach Wild one. Anybody that knows Zach Wild, you know, really famous guitar player, always has the bullseye design on his guitar. Yep. It was the replica of that one, and wow. I paid like nineteen hundred dollars for this guitar. I saved up for like ever. Just the water guitar. damage screwed it. Oh yeah, or? like the the body was completely screwed, oh, and the electronics, man. like the pickups, were all rusted and stuff. Because I had it in a gig bag, I didn't have it in a hard case, so water seeped in there, tore the body all up. Dude, Couldn't do that anything sucks. with it. But yeah, I mean, on the upside, I, I do have two other guitars now. Actually, uh, my wife has a Gibbs uh, Epiphone SG that she doesn't play, so I have that oh. one. I got it all black on black, murdered out, just super clean. And then I have a, a vintage Sunburst. It's a legit vintage uh, Epiphone Les Paul from 1999, and it's got the uh, it's got the ivory tuners instead of the stainless steel tuners you see on the guitars now. Yeah. So when you look at it, you're like, yeah, that that thing's. That thing's vintage. That thing is super cool. Well, but yeah, like I'm just into collectibles in general. I just love having cool stuff like that. Yeah, it's a. It definitely is an addiction. Like I told my buddy the other day, he, I, I told him I started like collecting uh, Funkos, and he kind of like started looking at me like I was stupid. He's like, "Why the hell would you want that?" And then I, he asked me one day. He's like, "You want to go get one like for me?" Because <laughs> he got his PC, uh, and he wanted me to. He wanted to have it in his case because he thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. So we went, we got him the uh, North Carolina uh, Michael Jordan, and then he was like, the other day, he was like, bro, I want another one. And then like (laughs) a week after that, he was like, bro, I I want another one. 
And I was like, it, it, it bites you. Oh, yeah, dude. You're riding the lightning, bro. It's like you're a just, venom. You're chasing it. Yeah. You're chasing that high because you get one and you're like, this is kind of cool. And then when you really start <laughs> getting into the the pop culture references that the little nuances on a lot of those Funkos, mm-hmm. like if you know the show and you know the ins and outs of that series or whatever the reference is, you start looking at them and you start catching these little things and you're like, oh, man, I got to find another one. Yeah. And then you get a couple variants of the same one. Like mine was mostly Marvel and DC, the ones that I did have. So I was like, let me go look and just see. And I'm walking around GameStop, and I'm just like a kid in a candy store in there because they had so many. That whole wall was full. And then they were like, hey, you know, we got these mystery boxes, and they were doing around Christmas. And I'm like, well, I'll pay 20 bucks. And you get more than just a Funko in there. You get, like, all kinds of, like, all the Think Geek stuff whenever they paired with Think Geek for a while. Okay. You get all these weird little just trinkety type things. You get, like, pin, like lapel pins and yeah. stuff like that. But you had a chance of getting a really exclusive pop out of there. Either it was from San Diego Comic-Con or it was just a GameStop exclusive, and they had colorways of certain ones that you just couldn't get anywhere else. So I bought, like, I think over a time span, I think I bought, like, six of those mystery boxes, and they're, like, 20 bucks a pop. Okay. So I got a bunch of cool stuff. For, like, like, Christmas? (laughs) Oh, dude, I literally, like, I go home, and I had my, uh, what did I have at the time? I think I... I think I still had my truck or I had my little red Jeep at the time. And I had that backseat stacked with boxes. Oh, what? And I, I start busting them open. And it comes with like those little um, vintage styled action figures, like from like the 80s with like, like just little, they look like those little cheap made in China action figures you see at the dollar store. Yeah. But they were from movies. Like you had like uh, Sigourney Weaver from Alien. Or oh, that's had, cool. Oh, they had some really cool ones. You had, um, what's his name from um, Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, they had with the with the headband on and everything, the Rising Sun headband, nice. and everything. I was like, this is super cool. I ended up actually um, giving a lot of those to Ben at Hyundai because uh, his son Logan was into a lot of that stuff. So I just hooked him up. Damn, that's cool. But uh, yeah, I had um, I had a couple really cool ones. I had the Batman versus Superman, um, the Evil Superman. I had a shiny Goku, if I remember correctly. And then I had bought a few other random ones like Deadpool with a rubber ducky, just just out there stuff because you don't see those. And then, you know, I ended up having to get away from that because, you know, lifestyle changed and got into other stuff, kind of got heavy back into gaming again. So now I have that that Oculus set up at my house. So, yeah, we got to got to make a guy's day out of that, man. You had to come by and just tear yes. it down on the Oculus, man. That Please, thing is so dude. Fun. I like I, I only have two experience with Oculus. Well, okay, I have one experience with the Oculus, and it was the boxing one that I was yes. telling you about before we started recording. Mm. So like, I think it was like the cheaper one, so it wasn't actually like all that like reactive as far as like the hands go, like right. you know. Um, but I tell you what, like whenever you put it on your head and you're looking around. And whenever he's standing on the opposite side of the ring, and whenever you have to walk up and touch gloves, oh, the immersion he, is crazy. Yeah, bro. Whenever he gets like right there, the your depth heart of field. It's like you get a little anxious. Yeah, like, he's like right on me right now. Yeah, it's like your brain doesn't it doesn't know for a second that it's not real, yep. and then you just like yeah. Like, when it when it invades your space like that, it's it's intense. Like I have a game on there. It's called Onward. You'd probably dig this. It's a uh, it's a war simulator. Oh, what? And, and I'm talking like you build your loadouts, like all your weapons and everything, and you have your weapons on your person. So you can literally like grab your pistol and you have to rack it and load it and fire. Oh, I think I've seen those on and like the, TikTok videos and stuff. Yeah, and uh, like the the rifles and the machine guns and all that. You actually have to properly load them and actually 
like rack the weapon as you would out in the field. Okay. And you can do missions like you can choose to either be like Marsoc, like Marine Special Forces or kind of like old school um, black ops. And you're actually walking through what they would call Afghanistan. Like they kind of like set up like this little town and you're breaching and clearing and you're doing stuff. And like you hear the bullets like whiz by you. It's got the full 3D audio. Mm. It's intense. And like if you're doing like let's say you're doing like a sniper mission, you get like the big Barrett, right? Yeah. I've literally lied on my living room floor and put the bipod out. And, like, was aiming down the sights of this thing, laying on my floor. I moved all of my stuff out of the living room. That's so dope. Dude, it was, it is so intense. Such a different experience from, like, typical gaming. Oh, it really is. You know? There's so many things you can do on the Oculus that it's it's really pushing gaming to a whole nother level. 100%, yeah. Because aside from just entertainment value, there's there's therapeutic applications. Like, I have one, it's called... um, Oh shucks, I forget the name of it. But anyway, it's um it's like a lot of abstract stuff that you can just explore and just there's like a lot of visualizations and like kaleidoscope style stuff coming at you and it just kinda you just kinda veg out and just stare at it. <laughs> and I'm like it's like it's like if you did acid and just put the headset on. Oh, but what they do is at the beginning of it. Oh, it's called tripped. That's what it's called. Oh, well, that's very when you start it. It does like a little diagnostic thing. It acts you uh, puts a bunch of words on the screen and it says uh, choose words that apply to your mood right now. And like you can just like select like um, anxious, sad, angry. They give you a bunch of adjectives and then you go through this whole thing. And at the end of it, it asks you how you feel now. And nine times out of ten, you're going to feel your mood improve because you get, like, soothing soundscape music hmm. while you're doing this stuff. And I have a friend of mine. She suffers from a lot of social anxiety and stuff like that. So big social events, that's not her thing. So she tried it on. And, dude, she said it was one of the most therapeutic experiences she's ever had dealing with technology. Wow. So I was like, look. No joke. If you want to just like come over, like if you're having a rough day and you just want to throw this thing on, by all means, right? Have at it. That's so cool. And from what I've understood, a lot of um, a lot of alternative therapists are trying to apply the same thing. Like they'll keep like an Oculus Quest at their office, and they'll have things where you have people that dealing with these mental issues and dealing with things like that. You would just throw that on, and you can kind of just leave the stresses behind for a little while and just kind of work your mind around a happier medium that's so cool dude that, it's it's unbelievable and i'm first i'm like i don't know maybe it's just you know snake oil whatever yeah dude i threw that thing on i was having a rough day i mean i do environmental compliance at a refinery yeah. so it's like i'm always on edge all the time making sure stuff's the way it needs to be i come home i don't want to do it crap like at all like Leave me the hell alone. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, let me throw this thing on. And usually if I'm not playing Beat Saber, because who doesn't want to play Beat Saber? Because it's freaking amazing. I'm like, let me let me just throw this thing on and just kind of zone out. And that's what I do. I just, I take my little five, ten minutes. I just do a little breathing. Because there's a breathing exercise on there too. Like when you breathe in. Yeah, when you breathe in, what'll happen is uh, you'll see the air come toward you when you breathe in. And you'll see it leave you when you breathe out. It's like, like your air that you're breathing in? Yeah, like you'll see a visualization on the screen. Oh, my God. That's, like, really intuitive. It, it, it really is. like Because there's a little... Uh, on the Oculus Rift S, you have the cameras on the outside, so you don't need, like, a sensor bar or anything. Oh, that's so awesome. And then Screw it, has, it has a built-in mic. So when you make any kind of noise or any kind of action, it can 
detect it down to like the smallest decibel range. I think down to like like twelve or thirteen decibels it Bruh, can detect. Blowing my mind, <laughs> dude. It's it's crazy. <laughs> the best investment I ever made. <laughs> I freaking love this thing, dude. That sounds so cool. That the whole whenever you're telling me this right now, you know what I'm envisioning in my head. You watch Rick and Morty, right? Absolutely. Okay, so you know Rick. Whenever Rick uh goes to that like sanction area where he like takes a shit, yes, that's what I'm thinking. Like it, you put it's that very on and- similar. It's like just absolutely euphoric situation. <laughs> so I I can imagine people that like to meditate. They throw on an Oculus and they're just like, oh, there's there's so many options for that. Like o- like Oculus and Facebook in general have made multiple apps that apply just for that. Like that's kind of one of their their big selling points. They're hmm. like, hey. You got stress in the world coming to ours, you won't have to deal with that. It's like one of their big selling points for that. I never would have thought about them using that application for that type of thing. Mm. Now, that's so smart. Of course, the only drawback, especially for the Oculus Quest, is let's say you mess around and you offend somebody on Facebook and you get yourself barred. That hardware works directly with Facebook. So you technically get locked out of your Oculus. Oh no, Facebook jail. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, they'll get you, bro. <laughs> no. You'll get zucked and can't put that sucker on. You're gonna be upset. You got a four hundred dollar paperweight fam. Dude, no. People Facebook's gonna turn a lot of people to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I wasn't gonna do heroin today because I had my Oculus. But I <laughs> but I said go Trump and they locked me out. <laughs> yeah. Now I gotta now I gotta shoot up. Yeah, it's like, hey, this this is how I deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, you can sideload Steam. You can do Steam stuff on there, which is what I do now. I have a I have a game called Tribe XR. It is a fully replicated DJ simulator. I'm talking, you get Pioneer CDJs, you get mixers, everything. And you can literally just go. You just load MP3 tracks. Like your marshmallow up in that bitch. Exactly. And the thing is, I downloaded the pack where I can actually live stream my sets. So when I get decent enough and act like I know what the hell I'm doing, Uh I can actually just set it to live stream and I can live Twitch stream. And you see it in like... Like you're like you're just looking around and like you see all the gear and like you'd be looking at like an open crowd like you're out like at a club somewhere like they have it fully replicated. It is that is so cool, man. If y'all are listening to this, y'all need seriously like if you haven't tried Oculus yet, like go and try one. They're so awesome. It it really is. It's fantastic. Like us talking about it isn't doing it justice. Oh, far from it. Yeah, Yeah. Unless you experience the true immersion of virtual reality, it words don't do anything for you. Now I tell you, my uh, my mom, she has one that's for the PlayStation. I don't I know what that, that one. one's called. Yeah, yeah that, that, just the PSVR. Yeah, mm-hmm. she has that one, and um, it was just a trial that was tripping me out about it. It was just like a trial of a game that you could buy, mm-hmm. and I'm on this um this roller coaster, and I have these two guns, and I'm going through like a slaughterhouse. Oh, that's house. the yes, that's the trial of blood. I know yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, and you're going through like a slaughterhouse, and like you have. Like pigs, like gutted pigs hanging from the ceilings. Yeah, you have absolute saw freaking you gotta dodge. Show. Yeah, dude, it is like it's intense. And see, the thing is, the hardware between those two is very similar. Just you're limited by what the PlayStation is able to reproduce. Right. So, yeah. The frame the, rates and all. Yeah, you, you'll get what they call a screen door effect. It's it's very mild, but you'll still get great immersion. So if you have a PSVR, by all means, it is more than suitable for that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're trying to get into the like the really heavy duty stuff, yeah, you're gonna have to upgrade to PC because you're gonna have to have a ballin' freaking video card. 
Oh, you you so that you can like visually like you can see like 4K stuff and all. Certain head, well, most headsets are going to reproduce 1080p, but it's all okay. about the hertz range, the refresh rate. Mm. You're going to have 120 yeah, you don't hertz refresh. Laggy. No, because yeah. if you have a 60 hertz refresh rate, it's going to be like staring at your TV and turning really fast, and you kind of got that mild blur, and yeah, it causes right. a little disorientation. But motion blur. Yeah, the newer headsets they'll do up to 120 hertz refresh, so it's going to look like a pro gaming monitor. It's going to oh, be super nice. smooth, no cutaways. The transition is going to be exactly like if you were using your eyes and looking across the room right it, it, your immediate focus and i love it like it's freaking awesome hopefully um hopefully near the uh christmas area i'll go out and actually buy myself one because that's definitely on the docket i mean people that collect like you and i like i'm not the type of collector you are you're definitely on another ep- uh, <laughs> echelon but i always got things in the back of my head where i'm like okay i want to do that and I want to get this, and I want to get that. Oh, dude, I, I've been there, bro. Like, I'm at this point now where, like, I have my PC kind of where I want. Like, me and Landon, Landon and I, we built my PC just, like, a little, almost a year ago. And he had some extra stuff that he wasn't using. He's like, bro, I'll cut you a deal. He gave me, like, a like a 1050 Ti super, super clocked video card. Okay. So it's decent for what it does. And, I mean, I have I am not in the market to spend over a grand on a video card right now. Not so so that's, that. So you have a 1060. Is it you said 1060? 1050. So you have a 1050 in your current PC right now. Yes. And you're, you're, you're happy with that. Oh, for sure. I, I got 16 gigs of RAM. I got a, what do I have, a i7 I 6700K overclocked. Okay, what's so, your uh, CPU? A uh, GPU, sorry. No, yeah, the uh, CPU. Yeah, the CPU is a... a Intel i5. Okay, the Intel. Okay. Yeah. All right, Because gotcha. my wife, her build's full AMD. Her build craps all over mine. Wow. She's, she's got a Ryzen 5, 3600K. talk about. She's got a... Probably a 16, uh, probably a, a 3060 or 3080 or something No, she's, like she's actually got, she's got a, a moderate video card. She's got a 5600 XT. Okay. And then uh, 32 gigs of RAM. A big dummy thick hard drive <laughs> <laughs> dude i want to build a pc but right now is not the time to build oh a PC. no yeah all those crypto miners are freaking destroying it right now yeah like, like a lot of those guys they're buying pre-builds just to rip the cards out of them yeah it's for those of you that don't know from my understanding if you're trying to build a pc right now you it's hard to get them because we have like a silicon shortage is that yes, what yeah yeah what yeah basically they're trying to reproduce the chips and the silicon shortage is not enabling um either amd nvidia any of those guys to reproduce those chips at a rate that can satisfy the demand yeah. so what's happening is the chips that are being produced and the graphics cards that are being produced they're basically just gouging the shit out of the price so a card that would normally only cost you about 400 500 dollars like retail they're going between 15 and 2100 dollars yes like if you're going into like the 3080s 3070 ti's anything of that sort those guys like even if you go to town the great southern computers Mm -hmm. the guy on corporate yeah he carries them and he's not going much above that he's he's trying to stay competitive but he knows the demand is there and the supply is scarce. Yeah. So people are complaining like, "Oh, dude, why are you selling above retail?" He's like, "Because I paid above retail." Yeah, true. <laughs> it's like, what do you, what do you want me to do here? I mean, I'm not going to lose money for the sake of, you know, honest business. It's business. You got to do what you got to do. Which is why I lucked out when I did because that card. It's a much older card. That card came out quite a few years ago. Is it more than capable of doing what I want to do? For sure. Because I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing like workstation stuff. I'm not doing like video editing, anything that's really, you know, hardware intensive. VR gaming will push it, 
but I just lower the settings just enough that I'm not going to end up overheating my system or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's going to have to be and and if you are looking out if you are out there looking to buy a piece or build a PC right now, you're going to have to build something kind of like what John has. You're going to have to build something that's not going to cuz like if you were to put something together like that where you're got like maybe like a 1660 and you got like a a Ryzen 3 in there or something like that, I mean, you're probably still going to be somewhere around the 15 hundred dollar range oh for sure you know absolutely because i mean just the processor you're looking at probably 200 220 230 dollars yeah and i mean that if that's assuming that you're getting the locked version you're not getting the unlocked so you can overclock it right yeah because at that point then you got to buy more hardware you're gonna have to buy a cooler you're gonna have to buy a lot of things to maintain your operating temperatures but like, for example, if you wanted to try and go that route, you can look on maybe Newegg or look on some of these websites and try and find a pre-build. The pre-builds, they're moderately priced. Really? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I've seen some of those pre-builds, like the iBuyPower or the CyberPower pre-builds. You're going probably $1,400, $1,500, but you're getting pretty decent hardware. You're getting a pretty decent motherboard. You're getting usually like a, a ROG Astrix. You're getting decent RAM, decent speed RAM. Uh, processor, you're probably gonna get like a eighth, eighth or ninth gen uh, Intel uh, core processor. Okay, which is more than acceptable. Yeah, because I mean, mine, I have my stuff overclocked to over four gigahertz. Like I'm, I'm trucking on mine. And I have, <laughs> like I get it, and I, I got to give my boy Landon a shout out. He he built that thing. I literally only had to buy him a set of Razer headphones. <laughs> And he was like, I and he was like, bro, I'll, I'll build it for you. Just buy the case and buy a couple things, and I'll. And we literally put it together on my bar in my kitchen. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Whenever I eventually buy my own piece, well, uh, piece together my own PC, I'm building it. Screw that, because yeah. I mean, the guy, uh, the guy in town, the I think he builds it for like two hundred dollars. Like mm -hmm. he'll build it for you. Yeah. But like, dude, I screw with cars. Like that, you're I, more than capable. Yeah, exactly. That's the same thing I was thinking. Like all my friends, they don't really mess with engines and all that stuff like i mess with cars i'm, I'm gonna build my own pc it's basically <laughs> just a, a mini wiring harness just yeah basically. and then if you get a power supply that's modular it's even easier and just be careful you just just take your time that, and that's you, the big be thing because you got some guys they're like oh yeah i can build a pc and they start buying all these like high-end parts they don't know what the heck they're doing mm -hmm. and then they end up just tearing stuff up or their wire management yeah. is absolute trash dude i seen a video of a guy putting on tiktok he was building a pc and he was going up he's putting his ram in a little slot and he pushed on it, and I guess he didn't hear the click, and he pushed on it harder, and it just snapped the whole thing on oh, his motherboard. no. Was, yeah, dog. I was like, bro. Oh, I'd cry, bro. It made my, my skin cringe. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, and the thing is, too, it's like, when we built my PC, did we have, like, anti-static stuff like we should have? No. <laughs> right? Yeah. Should you? I, I highly recommend, if you're going to do that, get one of those anti-static bracelets that you can clip and ground off so you don't like arc yeah. off on any of those points right but i mean did we no nah, we we grassroots built that sucker man look like we were like it'd be kind of like if like you and the guys are working on the 240 and you just am I, am I worried about taking the battery terminal off probably not <laughs> no, like, no just don't put the wrench down over there <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> not you don't want to create more work for yourself no no not at, even once at all means <laughs> oh yeah and you got that one guy's like hey look dude i went to AutoZone. okay i i bought my code reader i know what's wrong with my car i'm a tuner uh, yeah <laughs> i know i know a few of those <laughs> oh i think we both know a few of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah uh speaking of cars 
How's the 350? Is it a 370 or 370? It's a 370. <laughs> okay. I, w- I won't hate you because at least you didn't call it like you I'm know so something sorry. stupid. Yeah, I'm so I am sorry. Mad. No, I'm, I'm I'm loving that car, bro. It's it's so much better than that little Jeep Renegade I had. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, that's one of the questions I was going to ask mm-hmm. you that I always wanted to ask mm-hmm. you. How does it compare to the little Hun- the Hyundai you had? Oh, the Veloster. Yeah, the Veloster. Okay, the Veloster. I ain't gonna lie, that was a fun car. I love that car. Sounded great when I put that muffler delete on it. I mm-hmm. dug it. It was great. Uh, as far as power goes, the Z's got leaps and bounds more power yeah, by far. Because I think stock that Veloster came with 210 horsepower. Okay. Now, mind you, front-wheel drive, you can only do so much with it. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of limited to what I was able to do. It's now, also boosted, I believe, right? Yes, yeah, it does have a little turbo. So that was, that was one of the pluses on it, that forced induction is always king, for yeah. sure. So getting out of that and getting into the Z... Aside from the fact that the Z was a little older, the Veloster was a 2019, the Z's a 2013. Am I mad about it? Absolutely not. That car is freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I do have more power, obviously, because stock, those come 350 horse. Uh, rear wheel drive, so launching for days. Yeah, dig it. you can drift if you um, want. It's, got the, it's a sport touring, so I have the Akibono brakes. I got the two-piece rotors. I got I got nice equipment on there. Like It can more than handle itself. I didn't know, dude, I kid you not, I didn't know until I brought the car home that when I popped the hood, it had still in Gen 2 cold air intakes on it. Really? Did not know. I didn't even pop the hood when I bought it. I literally went, saw they had it. Me and Mariah went on a test drive. I signed the papers like 20 minutes later. So you like popped the hood and you were like, fuck yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was just like, the fuck is that? And I look, I'm like, normally there's just an air box here. Why are there shiny pipes under here? And I'm like... Oh, these are still in Gen 2s. These are like $500 intakes. Like, oh, my God. Dude, that's so cool. Oh, dude, and it made all the difference. i tell you what. Oh, of course. Because they're dyno-tuned, so it's like you're getting like an extra 15 horsepower off those things. Yeah. I and I'm say. like, okay. You okay got, I'd, imagine, I'd imagine you have a manual, correct? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. A, I'm not a heathen. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to lose some brownie points for oh, you. Oh, dude, you dude come on. If you buy automatic. a Z and you don't get a manual, like... You want the terrorists to win. That's what that is. That's yeah, disgusting. Exactly. Do you even love America? <laughs> exactly. It's like, no, I don't care if that car is Japanese. There's there's a little bit of America in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, the thing about the 240, I, oh, rec- I'm, at, I'm in the market right now for a, um, like, a in between a 2006 to 2008 320, uh, BMW 325i, uh, 225i, oh, okay. 28i. And, uh, dude, I tell you what, I don't. you went to a dealership to buy your car, right? So you just, mm-hmm. like... You got there, you gave the guy the money, you were like this, this, that, and you yep. got it, and you got out there. Buying a car on Marketplace? Oh, no, screw that. I don't wish it on my worst enemy. No, that is a headache and a half. People are like, I know what I got, no low balls. <laughs> oh, that's if they text you back. <gasps> yeah, because you will get ghosted immediately. Oh, like, yeah. like, you're like, oh, dude, I'm interested. Hey, when can we meet? And then they're like a day later, oh, sorry, my phone was dead. It's mm-hmm. like, bro, do you really want to sell this car? Like, dude, exactly. what is wrong with you? I don't get the motives. Yeah, it's like anybody, like, I hate to make that broad assumption, but if you're on Marketplace and you're trying to sell a vehicle, you'd think you would have a semblance of professionalism to make the deal happen mm-hmm. I like and it's like a bunch of small things that people that buy stuff all the time notice so like if i'm looking for a car i want there to be pictures of the outside of the car 
and the inside of the damn car. Absolutely. Because I'm going to be literally spending all of my time in the inside of the car. Yes. But you would be surprised how many people, well, you wouldn't because you know, but <laughs> most people would be surprised <laughs> how many people post pictures of cars and just, they, they just, they're just like, they don't care what the inside looks like. Yep. Just absolutely <laughs> just gutted, like just trashed. <laughs> and then you get there and you're like, bro, there's no seat in here. Like, <laughs> hey, $6,100. I don't get it. Yeah. A- yeah. Like, you know, you're looking like that all of a sudden you see the post edited rolling frame and it's like, you just sold me a roller? What the yeah, you ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, dude, my friend, um, he was looking at a like an older Camaro, right? He was looking at like a it was like a 2001 or so. It was like a Z28. Okay. And uh, he, the, he was just going to freaking just go full SS with the it. Mullet was, mobile? The mullet mobile? The catfish. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hardhead catfish one. <laughs> yes. So he was like, yeah, man, you know, you come check it out, whatever. Didn't tell him that he pulled the motor out of it. So we're talking just roll, just rolling chassis, and he's got he didn't post any pictures of the hood pop, nothing had nothing like that in the oh, description. Wow. And bro, he had cash in hand, bro. He was ready to go get it. And mind you, he lived in Homa. He was about to drive all the way to freaking Albany. Oh my God! So he didn't make the drive. Did oh, he? oh God, no. Because okay. uh, he was like, hey man, can you send me some more pics? And he's like, yeah, sure. And that's when he found out. Like he's like, "Hey man, you know, I just want to take a look at the motor." And then you just see hear silence for about five minutes or so. He's like, "Yeah, man, you know, I meant to tell you, you know, it's just a rolling chassis, bro." And he's like, "Bro, do you realize the trip I almost made to come get that freaking car?" It's like, "I want to end you right now." Yeah, I want to verb it like virtually slap the shit out of you. Oh, oh dude, like by far now. Because unfort, because I'm a hundred percent sure your buddy was thinking he was going over there to get. Oh, a Camaro he was thinking. Yeah, he was thinking. LS1 all right, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he was thinking. He was like, he already had a Jags cart full of parts. Like he was ready to roll with this thing. Of course, he was gonna have this thing built in like a month. Like he was ready to roll. Wow. And he's like, bro, I cannot believe this. As a matter of fact. He knows uh old boy that I forget the name of the dealership. It was one of the used the little smaller used car dealerships. But uh he had actually bought a um an FDRX seven and he went oh, all the wow. way to Virginia. Dude, this thing was mint. I mean, had thirty three thousand miles on it. Dude, what he spend like twenty five thousand dollars? Fourteen five? Wow, he stole that. Yeah, he did. And wow. it was, dude, it was beautiful, dude. That that rotary sounded gorgeous when he pulled wow. up. Oh, and it had dude, the, it had the original rotary yes. in it. Yes, the, it was it was garage kept. It was it was from this old guy in Virginia. Wow. Yeah, the guy had bought it new, and you he still had all the service records and stuff. Yeah, he he he. That's his Sunday car. He he doesn't drive that car very often dude, at you all. Literally, never see those. For those of you that no. don't know, you literally don't see those cars. He brought us to Cars and Coffee $5, one time, and like people just crowded it. Oh, like, of course. Like you got Audi R8s over here, and they're looking at this old shitbox Mazda. <laughs> yeah, this old Japanese car. And like, whoa. Yeah, dude. I went to a Cars uh, Cars and Coffee once in Thibodeau, and um, they had a 2001 uh, Honda NSX there. Oh yeah, and Boy, it was that's uh, a classic, dude. Yes, it was. It was meant to. It was mm. um. It was orange, like that burnt orange. Yeah, uh, kind of like um. Oh, like the old three fifty Z burnt orange. Kind of, kind of like that, but kind of like um. How old boy had it in Tokyo Drift? Oh, like Han's car. Kind of like that, but a little darker. And but anyway, it was that color and black. Ooh. And he had it. I think it might have been bagged. Oh wow! And uh, dude, it was gorgeous. <sighs> The, everyone was around that car. They had a oh, bunch of gorgeous cars in there, but everyone was around that. That's car. like my buddy Colt. My buddy Colt, he has a uh, he has a LS swapped RX-7. You probably I don't know if you've seen it before, but it's like this like crazy color blue, and he's got like these copper bronze wheels, 
And dude, is it the FD? Yes, I've never seen one in person. Dude, it is unbelievable, and the entire interior is carbon fiber. He spent so much money, damn, to get carbon fiber dash, carbon fiber console, carbon fiber steering wheel. Dude, you look inside that car; it's like a freaking battleship, dude. It is unbelievable. He brought it to Cars and Coffee. We were at Nola, and uh, he brought it out. And I can I know that car so well. Like he actually had a professional photographer do rollers for him, mm-hmm. and he was driving around and like he made like a video. I'm gonna have to send you the link, but it was unbelievable. And you said he has the LS1 in it. Yes. See, that's one thing. You know, there's there, there's there's a a collective of people out there that just hate people that take the rotaries out of them. Oh and yeah. Put LS1s the in true them. Mazda purists. Yeah, they absolutely despise if you do anything to that car. Yeah, they do. But I'm one of the. I don't care. It's like, hey, if you like it, you like it. Now, I totally understand it because the heritage behind the prominence of that car, it it centers around that rotary engine. Yeah, for sure. I mean, rotary engines, the technology behind them is like insane. It's hard to learn. There's no pistons. Yeah. Like, it's just unbelievable. Like, when when I first learned about a rotary, as a matter of fact, it was. I think I was playing either Forza. I was playing one of those games. I forget which one it was. This car sounds funny. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, it sounds like a crying robot baby. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, what? And then that's whenever I met Chris, who had uh, that blue FC, and his. Oh man, he 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 did not take care of that car. (laughs) Yeah, the FCs people don't really. uh, No, that that thing he trashed that car. But anyway. that's when I kind of started doing a little research about the rotaries and about the science behind them and learning about apex seals. <laughs> yeah, that's the main thing with them. Yeah, that, that's why nobody likes to work on them because it's just such a pain in the butt to work on them. Yeah, one of my one of my buddies, um, I actually was telling him all about I taught him about a rotary like three weeks ago. I was telling him about it. I, I, he, he said something about the RX-8. And I was like, he's like, it looks cool or whatever. I was like, yeah, it looks cool, but those rotaries are those horrible. Those things are trash. Are trash. And he was like, what's a rotary? And I explained it to him. You should have saw a look on his face. He was like, wait, wait, what? Kind what? Of alien technology is this? He's like, you say there's a triangle in there? What do you What do you mean? <laughs> it's like, do you like Doritos? Well, sit down, boy. You're about to learn today. <laughs> yeah, right. This one goes kaboom, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that car is god-awful. Uh, we know a girl. She just She's so excited because that's her first car. And uh, we told her, we're like, get rid of it. The RX-8? Yes. Yeah. I think... Uh, who, uh, this, I don't know if you... Um, you know Josh Womack? Yes. Yeah, his his either girlfriend mm-hmm. has one or had one. I think I think it, like basically, you're lucky if you get those cars past a hundred thousand miles. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's how bad they are. Yeah, they are pretty rough. But with that being said, the RX sevens had a good rotary. Like for some reason, they did something right. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't know what they did, but they they had that engineered almost perfectly. Like that is a fantastic engine, and they're not that hard to maintain as long as you catch it from the jump, like from beginning. Of its lifespan, yeah. and they um, it, it just the whole idea really of having a rotary in a like everyday car seems weird because you, from my understanding, you have to try to like run the hell out of them. Like, yeah, you, you want do. the RPMs high. Yeah, you're you're running about five six thousand RPMs. Like you get right. up there, and you want that so that they don't break down as easy. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, we have a we have a friend. He 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 doesn't come out to the car meets like he should. I, I get on him about it. His name's Noah. He's got a black um. Oh, which series does he have? I think he has an FC. 
But uh, anyway, that that car, oh man, that car is gorgeous. And uh, whenever we were in NOLA at UNO, we have a friend named Carl Johnson. Whenever, uh, do you remember me telling you about whenever we did that movie? At yeah. UNO? Okay. Uh-huh. He brought his car out, and he had the only Mazda out there. Well, no, aside from Ben with his Miata, but... <laughs> yeah, you're right. But, uh, yeah, he, he brought that car out, and, dude, that car is gorgeous. I mean, the black paint was immaculate, just... Now, the only thing is, like, when you when you start it up, you got to let it warm up because those things are very temperamental. They are. Yep. Yeah. So you get that get that rotary. Blah, 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 blah. It's, like, choppy. Yes. Like, 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 like you got a cam car. in there, boy? Yeah, yeah right. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, dude. And, like, I started, you know, picking his brain about all of the, all the Mazda builds and things of that sort because, like, I'm a Nissan guy. I, I know Same. VQs and, yeah, freaking SRs mm-hmm. and, yeah. KAs. KAs. KDs, yep. RB26. Oh, oh RBs. <laughs> Dude, if RBs wouldn't be so damn expensive. They are. They like, are incredibly to, expensive. Like, there's nothing sexier. There's no engine bay sexier than the top valve cover of a RX6 uh, uh RB26 mm. from like somebody that built one nice with like oh dude, yeah that that valve that, cover is so pretty that's right up there with a 2J as far as yeah. just looks yeah, oh, but yeah. uh yeah uh our friend Zach he actually just got rid of his uh, R32 oh really yeah his his RB he he fully built it and I rode in that car for the movie actually and it had uh, a 35 in it or a 30, a 20 uh, a 26 or a 25 26 oh wow okay that thing was nasty like really oh dude never been in one man dude now mind you it's right hand drive so mm-hmm. i'm sitting on the left hand side so super weird now i mean i've driven a right hand drive sylvia which is nice really mm-hmm. yeah that 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 car is that's weird dude shifting with your left hand is so weird i know i'd, I'd imagine i've never done like, it before. the coordination like oh dude i stalled it at least four times i look like such a freaking noob <laughs> yeah that's gotta be weird but uh, so that was the s15 yeah it yeah he had he had actually got it imported. Like he 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 spent bank on this car. Oh, how much did he spend to get it over here? And over, stuff? I think I think total he was about uh about twenty nine grand in. Whoa. I mean, I I get, but that, if he, that's if that's what you really want, but it's he almost got like it, buying he a got brand it new shipped, car. He got it shipped to that place in uh Virginia and then brought it here. Okay, so yeah, it was like that whole import thing over there where you can go to either California or Virginia to get the the cars imported and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, he did that and then he got it shipped here. And uh, yeah, thing thing is apps it rips, dude. But yeah, that that R thirty two, that thing, he he loved that car, but he had a love hate relationship with that car. He actually just recently got rid of it because he just got tired of dealing with the motor and got tired of trying to source parts for it. And yeah, that he, that is part of the so headache. he sold the shell, he sold somebody else the motor, and now he's got a uh, an S. He's got a Mercedes now. He's got an S class for sure. I just can't remember which one, but yeah, he's he's going full AMG black on that car. That car is about to get dumb. Damn, it's well, loud too. The thing the thing about those cars, like you like you mentioned, it's like they're fantastic, but getting parts for them, and unless you're like very mechanically inclined, you you're pretty much dealing with a headache all the time. Oh, absolutely. You know? I mean, I mean, you you can speak to this. I know a lot of friends. We both know a lot of guys that work on two forties either. KAs or SRs. I mean, the parts are fairly plentiful in the community for the most part when they're yeah. not beat to shit. But especially body panels. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that mine out there has not a scratch or a dent on it. That is, blows my mind. Yeah. That is an absolute 
car tuner anomaly. Bro, like, it that is. doesn't happen. I own it, and I get out there, and I'm like, this thing really don't got a dent on it or nothing. Like, I'm like, what the hell? I like, actually, for one, I don't see any tie straps hold nothing together. Like, your mm. stuff is on there. Unless you get under the hood. Yeah, we, we don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't I talk about know. that. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> well, just, that goes without saying. Yeah, 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 we leave that be. It's part of the aesthetic. Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they know what's up. Yeah, they know what's up. But, yeah, it's like. I mean, we, like I said, we both know guys. You look at those two Fords, and they're just beat to hell, especially if they got a KA and they're trying to turbo it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know the headache that that goes with as far as running the cooler lines and then yeah. running all that. And I'm like, I wouldn't want to do that. That's why, as much as I would love to have one of those older cars, I appreciate the ease and access of a newer car. Yes, and that 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 um, that's a cool thing that you've learned without like having to go through the headache of it. You know, I'm stupid. I like I, I'm stupid. I I go through it and I'm like, fuck this. I want to be. In, I want a 328 a 328i. I'm getting to that point now. That's why I really want one. Really, because oh, yeah. it's like, th- actually, you know what? I'm not even gonna shit on it. That 240 out there doesn't give me a damn issue. I, I it's, it did at first a lot yeah. because the wiring harness that I got yeah. was really butchered and. I, re- I remember that. I remember you telling me about that. It was just like piecemealed together mm-hmm. and it was just in rough shape. So that was the only hard part. But honestly, those KAs are bulletproof. Bro. Oh, they are. They absolutely. They are. really are. Like because they're truck motors, they're yep. just, they're built to last. Mm-hmm. You know. But you do have people, the people that drift them and like modify the hell out of them. Those people have headache after headache after oh, headache because they screw with the with the stockness of it. Yep. Yeah. You start you start modifying and just starting putting all these crazy aftermarket parts like you. You hear about the quality of the aftermarket parts, and you just go by word of mouth. You're like, "Oh, I'm going to go to Injuku and buy like everything they have." <laughs> and Sign then you me do, up. and then you're like, "Oh, dude, it's been sitting in my yard for like a year and a half because nothing works now." Mm-hmm. And then you got those people that they they, especially people that are new to the drift community, and people that are like, "Dude, I want to get into drifting," and I'm like, "Don't, <laughs> just don't exactly. enjoy it on TV." Like. Watch Formula Drift. Like, check out Ryan Literal. That dude's got one of the nastiest RB builds I've ever seen. Watch Adam LZ. Be cool with it. You Absolutely. Know? Like, don't put yourself in that situation unless you are prepared to spend a boatload of money. Boatload of money, a boatload of time, headache. Oh, for sure. Um, just constant thinking about it. Like, people ask me. They're like, when I tell them I got a two four, they're like, "Are you gonna? You're not gonna drift it?" I was like, "No. Do you do you not see what that thing looks like?" <laughs> Why in the fuck would I drift it? That, that's exactly what people said to me. Like, I literally bought Oh, with your 370? Yeah, I bought the Z. I left from the dealership, and I went to Joey Email's house. I remember you tell. Actually, I remember you... The description when you bought it, it said in there, you said, and no, I'm not going to drift it. Yes, I sp- because that th- those words were specifically spoken. He's like, hey, dude, we are going to the track on Friday, and I'm like, I'm driving it and parking it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll look at it. That's it. And then I'm like, dude, that is not going to happen. Like, there is no freaking way. Especially because I'm sure you're paying a note on it. Oh, absolutely. So it's like, why the fuck would I do that? Exactly. Like, why do I want to tear this thing up, then have to replace parts and still pay a note? You're out your damn mind. Mm -hmm. Now, if I can can find like a beat to shit 350, by all means, I will will slide that bad boy all day long. Now, do, do I want to? Ideally, yeah. In a perfect world, I would love to do that. But, I mean, you take into account the cost of maintenance, the cost of tires. Tires, for one, are going to be an absolute killer. Yeah. Because even if you buy, like, cheap, like, Cosmo Mucho Machos, like, those are, like, the cheapest, funkiest, great value-ass tires you're going to find. <laughs> will they last? You bet your ass they will. I've seen a set of those tires last for, like, two and three events. Mm. I'm talking hot lapping, just everything. They'll last. But do I want to buy tires, like, 
every month? Absolutely no, not. No, because if you really wrap your mind around it, you're buying stuff just to destroy it. Exactly. It's kind of like weird to wrap your mind around it. Yeah, it's that. like a wear and tear. <laughs> and not to mention, I mean, you have some people that they're rebuilding transmissions constantly. Yeah. Like uh, we have a friend, Ryan Dowden. This is probably one of the coolest dudes I've ever met in the drifting community. He has, he has such a badass um, FRS. Like this this boxer motor has taken so much hell. Oh, it's still the boxer? You need yeah. to swap it? No. Okay. Now he he supercharged <laughs> the first one. No way. Oh yeah. Never it's, seen that before. It, he supercharged it what? and then he went back to naturally aspirated and then he went to a turbo build on his current setup. For the boxer? Yes. Wow, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we're talking like almost like a full STI situation here. Like this thing yeah, is nasty. Basically. <laughs> so Every event, he manages to break this car in some catastrophic way. I don't know. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, we've seen him go from sliding sideways to five neutrals in a matter of about 10 seconds. <laughs> He's banging the limiter and saying, bah, 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 bah. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. On track, just. And he's like, well, all right, let's uh, we'll get to work, I that, guess. That's exactly what happened. I've seen him swap a transmission at an event. Damn. He had a spare trans. Like he he's sponsored. So he's got extra stuff with him. Right. He's prepared. And he knows he's gonna blow those trans to hell every wow. time. I've seen him do that. I've seen him like we look, pop the hood, there's oil everywhere. He freaking I don't know what he broke. He broke something. But this was at uh one of the events before Grid Life. And oh yeah, he broke it good. But uh he he drives all over. He doesn't just drive at Nola, like he drives all over the country. He'll go and do a bunch of different events. Yeah. And um he he's easily one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. But um he just he he's a he's a car guy and he knows you gotta pay to play. And he has the ability to do that. Whereas me, as much as I'd love to, not my scene. I have other priorities, you know, just like you. I mean, you know, we're married, we got responsibilities, you know, those things kinda have to go the wayside right yeah and then like not to mention like when you if you've ever been under the hood of a 370 or 350 honestly that is not a worker friendly oh absolutely it it looks it looks very hard to work it it is you don't have a lot of room you got a lot of those plastic covers on everything yeah and i mean when you when you lift it and you get underneath it it's like yeah no especially like God forbid I'm waiting on it to happen. I know it's going to happen and oh, I'm no. dreading it. <laughs> the uh the slave cylinder in the transmission. Oh, okay. Why is it like hard to get to or something? It's inside. So you, you when you drop it down, it they're they're known for breaking. They're known for failing. Mm. Now mind you, I only have six I just broke sixty one thousand miles on this car. Okay. I bought it with thirty six last year. <laughs> I, I drive like eighty miles a day. Right. To yeah. go to work. But I'm like, everybody talks about it. They're like, dude. Be prepared. If you get a CMAC kit, it's basically like a slave cylinder delete. Is it a hyd- is it hydraulic or is it? Yeah. A- oh yeah, that's gonna be a bitch. Yeah. So it, I know it's coming. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm just like, oh, I'll just last a little longer because I know when I break it down, I'm gonna end up having to change the clutch. I'm gonna change the flywheel. I'm gonna change all that. Yeah, because you have it down the- at that point, you might. As yeah, well. I may as well just drop mm-hmm. the bank and just do it because Z1 has some nice stuff. So I'm just gonna go that route. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm dreading it. And I'm like, I'm not a car guy by any stretch of the means, so I'm I'm going to pay Coco to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's still Nissan certified, so I know he knows what he's doing. Right. He knows those cars better than anybody that I know. The, so. um, what was I going to say? Uh, the Now, the actual transmission that's in those 370s and 350s. Yeah, the CD009. 
is an amazing transmission. Oh, it's it's super super stout. Like, it's like it's up there with than, the T56. Oh, it's more than capable for sure. Yeah, like, it takes a lot to break one of those. Yes, like, you gotta you gotta try. Yes. Now the slave cylinder, like I said, is gonna be its Achilles heel. But other than that, I mean, we have a friend, uh, Chris Deschatel. He uh, he was drifting his 350 for the longest. He actually just got rid of it, and he's in a, a Corvette build now. Hmm. Yeah, dude, that thing goes. But uh, yeah, he um, he had his 350 built. He's he's been drifting that car just just over like the last year and a half or so. He just got into drifting. Like, is I he drifting wrote, the Corvette? Oh yeah, he is now. What the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, that that's his drift car. I've like, never seen a Corvette drifting. Yeah, C five. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Go right guy. red. And he comes to the event looking like a full dad. He's got the freaking Air Monarchs. <gasps> he's got the jean shorts, oh, no. America shirt. Oh, dude, he's got the little Tom Selleck mustache. I, I would applaud that, man. Dude, we did an event. It was uh, <laughs> it was actually, you know, S13, babe? Mm-mm. Oh, you got to look her up. She has a nasty car. Like, she, she drives, like, she has a Skyline, and she also has an S13 that mm-hmm. she just recently built again. She's sponsored by... Uh, uh, Kansai wheels, Kenda tires, like okay. her, her car is set up. Well, they had a birthday bash for her at Nola Motorsports, and it was like an 80s theme, right? Bruh, this dude came in some Daisy Duke shorts, full set, dude, just full Murica, because it was in July. So I'm talking full <laughs> Murica. <laughs> and, uh, when we were still part of the drift team, we uh, we made I was make me and my buddy Aaron were making a video, and I bought a, I bought a really nice camera before that event. I bought a Canon M50 mirrorless SLR camera, so it'll record in 4K. It's it, it does really good video. Right. It's, it's like a vlogger's camera, right? So I'm walking by and I see Chris. I'm talking, dude is straight double cheeked up on a Tuesday. I'm talking, dude is dummy thick in some shorts right now. I'm like. What up? <laughs> Just looking super awkwardly. He's like, "What's up, man?" And talking full Tom Selleck mustache, freaking oh my god, pitties on with the with the hat on. And I'm like, "Bro, we're doing a video for the team." He's like, "I bet." So he's he's walking across and he stops and he does like this ninety degree head turn, looks right at the camera, just goes. America (laughs) walks off (laughs) and he walks like a group of people that were getting ready to get their cars teched to go out on track. And um, he's standing next to Landon and he kind of like puts his hand around Landon's waist. (laughs) And I'm just recording just being dead quiet the whole time. And Landon just kind of slowly turns his head and is like, the fuck like kind of like whenever angela snuck up on dwight at that uh oh like yeah a, yeah like fuck, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and dude i'm dying and chris is dying dude is such a cool guy but yeah like i said he, he he's such a fun guy to just hang out with out there at the drift events but yeah he can attest he beat the hell out of that cd009 i mean banging the limiter just getting it just absolutely getting it and i mean that that car will swing that car will get sideways very very easily he probably never had to rebuild that tranny huh no yeah not even once doesn't surprise me dude those in those transmissions are legit gold they really are oh yeah people love them honestly i'm not i'm not upset with the with the with my 240s one neither i mean Mm -hmm. it, it it does this weird thing where like Whenever I first started up and then I go on with the day, mm-hmm. it doesn't grind going into third whenever okay. it's cold for some reason. But whenever it's warmer, yeah. it'll grind going into third. Like, I got to, like, really ease it in. Hmm. Kind of like, I guess, like, maybe, like, a synchro is bad or something that, like that's that. That's possible. Yeah. But that but that transmission, I mean, if you think about it, that car was built in 1992. Yeah. And it's still 2021. fine. <laughs> yeah, we're in 2021. It's like... 
man, that, that car's old enough to buy a beer now. Like, <laughs> Oh, much older. I think that it's car, like 30 years old. Yeah, that car's about to get AARP, man. <laughs> yeah. And Social Security and all. Oh, yeah. It can't wait, man. It's like, <laughs> shit, that check's coming. Bruh. But, I like... So, do you miss the Jeep? The only thing I miss about the Jeep is when it had all that sound in it. Oh, yeah. You don't have sound in the 370? Not yet. I have the subwoofers at home. I just I haven't bought another stereo because it's got that Bose system, which sounds nice. And it's got that little, it's like a six and a half or eight inch woofer that sits in the spare in the back. Okay. So, it's good for now. I'm just, I have all the equipment to do it. I'm just, I don't know. I just. You got to dedicate gonna... a day to it, really. I do. To oh, get I'm probably right. going to need two days because I got to freaking get one of those little converter boxes if I don't want to change out the head unit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm going to wait until I can get a decent head unit and yeah. then just do it all right. I'm going to get probably Woodward to help me do that. I don't blame you, though, dude, because, like, one of my buddies, uh, Kobe, he has a 2013 uh, Camaro. Mm-hmm. And, oh, well, let me put you. Let me. Let me. Th- this, this blew my mind. When I say blew my mind, it blew my mind. Mm. So. I was born in 95. Right. Cars, at least to my knowledge, like back in those days and all the way up until really recently, cars didn't really have like the best stock systems in them. No, no. They were very, very basic. You had your basic AM, FM, cassette, and some really just funky... Like whatever, this just do the put, job speakers. They just wanted to slam sound into your ears. They didn't care about the quality at all. Yes. Nowadays, cars come with like legit good sound systems from the factory. Oh yeah. And your, I'm sure your your car does. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yep. And his car is a 2013 Camaro. Mm-hmm. And we're freaking jamming out in his car, and I'm like, bro, do you have a system? Like, what the fuck do you got? No, those back come there? with the Boston Acoustics. Yeah. Like, those are very nice systems. Dude, I was legitly impressed, and not only was I impressed by the sound of it, it was the way. Like, I don't know if they designed it like this from the factory, but, like, when you're sitting in the car and all the doors are closed and all the windows are up, the sound, it makes you feel like you're at a concert. Yeah. Well, those are all of the Boston acoustics. Anytime they do any type of sound installation, they're they're acoustically tuned to wherever the speakers are. So the speakers are placed specifically so that whenever the sound bounces off of the interior of the car, it's going to reach where wherever either the driver or the passenger or the rear passengers are sitting. So you can actually, I know you've probably seen in the settings, you can adjust it where you want the priority of the sound to be. You can have it prioritized where, let's say you're the only one driving, you can have it prioritized for just the driver area. Wow. And you'll you'll get the full spectrum of sound top to bottom on the EQs without it sounding overly loud by focusing the sound out of those speakers in the corner. Yeah. Now, it's just like at Hyundai whenever they had Genesis. The Genesis mm. systems, dude. That if you get like the G ninety like that big Mac Daddy one, uh-huh. that, that thing came with a twenty two speaker system. My God, it is the <laughs> it's a I think that the brand is called Lexicon. I it's believe a fucking Opera. It it <laughs> I I played Opera in that car <laughs> with the windows down on Sirius XM. That was one of the loudest stock systems I've ever heard in my life. Now, mind you, I, to my knowledge, if I remember correctly, I think when they were advertising it, that's the same stereo system that you can get in the Rolls Royce Wraith. If Damn, I remember correctly. Bro. It is it is tuned by some of the best sound engineers in the world. Damn, Genesis is like going out there. Oh, huh? well, well, I mean, you figure the um, it's either BMW or Mercedes. Uh, one of the the primary engineers uh, went over from that company to Genesis. Yeah, it was BMW. Yeah, yep. Because yeah, when you drive a G seventy, it's just like driving a freaking like M three. It, <laughs> it is. It has a lot of like little like like subtle things that mm-hmm. look very similar. Yep, and sound the, very the, con- similar. the console, the infotainment, the shifter for sure. All like the body lines and yes. stuff like that. Yeah, they um. But yeah, like sitting in that car, like it gave me that concert feel. Like you could tell yep. they designed it so that 
the sound was very because like whenever you sit in like my car it's i don't have a radio like in the, it yeah but like the sound would exist but it, it isn't tailored for you to enjoy the music it's more like we're giving you this as an option so we can say that it has a stereo in it right yeah <laughs> the sound comes into your ears and then it just like goes out the window or it, go, it hits the floorboard goes somewhere else yeah this shit it's like fucking everywhere mm-hmm. and it's like and see that's why i nerded out whenever apple just recently did that update with the spatial audio for apple music spatial audio so Basically, if you have AirPods, you can listen to certain songs in Dolby Atmos with the AirPods. Oh, really? That's cool. It is outstanding. Like the first one I listened to was uh, "Save Your Tears" from the weekend. Okay, dude, I've heard that song. It sounded amazing. And what you do if you have like a really nice headphone setup? Are you familiar with lossless audio at all? No. Okay. Normal audio when you listen to it. <laughs> it's, okay. Yeah, I, I had to do the knife hand because this <laughs> this this is where I super nerd out because I love this shit so much. Go for it, bro. So. Uh, lossless audio is basically imagine watching a movie on DVD and watching the same movie on Blu-ray. Okay, yeah. Night and day difference, For right? sure, yeah. Okay. Lossless audio is the same way. Uh, if you've ever heard of FLAC files, it's fully lossless audio codec, which is what um, sound engineers use when they want to play something and fully uncompress the sound. So... Like when you play something through, say, Dolby DTS or anything like that, you're going to have audio compression so that it can run through and produce it in like 5.1 or 7.1 or whatever that may be. Right. Fully lossless is like expanding those channels so that you get all the little nuances that you wouldn't hear if the audio was compressed. Which is like, let's say like if you watched Endgame on DVD and then you watched Endgame on Blu-ray, little little nuances as far as in uh, like any of the fight scenes like stuff you hear in the background like little ambient stuff so it's kind of like it's so it's kind of like whenever you watch whenever you buy one of these brand new plasma screen TVs and they have like those crystal TVs yes it's, like it's like just, that yeah just the the sheer dynamic range is off the charts yeah so Apple has a proprietary version of uh, their lossless audio it's a special file called uh, I think it's ALAC Apple lossless audio now for any of like the the nerdy people that are going to listen to this that are big audiophiles, um, normally um, when you listen to music at CD quality, if I, I want to get the numbers correct, I, I believe it's either 8-bit or 16-bit at um, 44 kilohertz is the frequency range that it'll play. When you listen to Apple fully lossless with like a, a digital audio converter mm-hmm. and a really nice set of headphones, you can get it up to 24-bit 192 kilohertz. Oh god, so the details just immaculate. It's like it's exactly how it sounded produced in the studio. Oh wow. It dude, when you hear like a song that is like your favorite song in the world and you hear it fully lossless, I am not exaggerating, I cried a little. Really? Like my one of my favorite songs of all time. I only like this song because it was one of my dad's favorite songs before he passed away was uh it's an, yeah, heard F in the chat boys. <laughs> but um he he was a big Van Halen fan, the Sammy Hagar Van Halen, not uh, Roth. So his favorite song it was in it was a uh, was on the Carnal Knowledge album in the '90s. It was a song called "Right Now," and the song starts with this really dope piano thing going on, and then you hear just chung like a big like drop in with like a it's it's one of those like I find it to be like an orchestrated masterpiece personally. I love it. 
honestly, it's one of the songs I use. Like if somebody gets sound in their car and they want me to kind of tune it for them, yeah. I use that song as the benchmark. Okay. Because there's such a dynamic range in the highs to the mids to the lows. Right. I can really zone in because I know how the song is supposed to sound. Hmm. Now, I listen to this song with some Sennheiser headphones on a digital audio converter. And dude, the nuances in that song, like, bro, I like, oh, I get like emotional thinking about it. It was freaking amazing. Like, I didn't know how to act. I just sat there. I'm just like zoned out. Like, I felt like I was at the concert. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. Like, even even rap, you know, I normally rap when they mix it. It's like super bass heavy. Yeah, like for mid-range sure. Range heavy. OK, when you listen to like The Weeknd or even. I even listened to freaking Lollipop from Lil Wayne. Like, I was like, okay, I know this song is going to be like, man. So, but uh, I was like, I kind of expected, okay, this is going to be straight doo-doo. But yeah. it wasn't. Like, the, the range, like, the bass had, like, it wasn't just, like, buzzy, like, I got 412s and a Caprice kind of buzzy. Yeah. It was, it was very solid, just doom, just nice bass notes and okay. not just rattly garbage. I see. It, it's it, it makes all the difference. And the thing is, you can reproduce that with AirPods or any other headphones as long as you turn the option on. Now, I'll tell you this much. You better have an unlimited data plan if you try to do this because One it, song use, probably call it, it uses yeah. significant amounts of data. Yeah. Like a normal song would probably use two to three megabytes live streaming it. Right. A fully lossless track for three minutes uses 145 megabytes. Wow. So you got to really select what songs you care about. Oh, yeah. Like if you don't have unlimited data, God help you. <laughs> yeah. You're going to listen to one album and you're going to have an overage charge. <laughs> yeah, dude. I like I had it wasn't uh, the experience that I had that's kind of like that. It's not on that type of magnitude. But I remember back whenever they first came out with beats mm-hmm. and like I had like, you know, everybody had like those old trash, like wired headphones that oh, felt like they were yeah. made out of like the cheapest plastic ever. And then yes. I was like, OK, two hundred dollars. I'll go buy some power beats. Power beats are very nice. Power beat. Well, the first set that I bought was um some some studios. Oh, the, yeah. The, the, beat the overhead. Studios, the beat studio overhead ones. And I was like, that was like my first experience mm-hmm. that's kind of applicable to what you just said, oh, to absolutely. where it's like, wow, like old sound sucks. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It makes all the difference, man. Like, uh, I have a friend, Jay. This dude is probably one of the biggest audiophiles I know. And he's like, hey, bro, um, we're going to go to Best Buy in Metairie and we're going to go to the Magnolia store. I'm like, all right, cool. We went and looked at a pair of headphones. I think I might have told you this story before. The There were some Sennheiser headphones, the Sennheiser Morpheus. And they came with a preamp, and it was a tube amp. These headphones were $13,000. My God, dude. They were the most gorgeous headphones. I think the outside, I think it was made of like koa wood or some kind of like wood Better fucking for the me. cup. <laughs> it kind of looked like coconuts. They kind of looked kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the sound that they produced was unbelievable. Like, if you listened to an audio book with these things you'd swear like you could see the pages turn like it was <laughs> <laughs> like i didn't like i'm like this is unbelievable like i'm wearing a centra on my head right now yeah, like yeah. these these things cost more than i made in my first job like this is ridiculous i go where the headphones guide <laughs> but, but that's the thing now like you got these audio files that will spend thousands of dollars on gear for good reason because they just they love music that much hmm. And you got your average Joe that's starting to get little tastes of this. 
and they're like, man, I want to get on that level, but I don't want to spend that. And Apple has finally gotten with the program as far as, hey, this is now a demand that our consumers want. So like, like I have a 12 Pro Max, right? I was I was a Android guy forever, but my Google Pixel 4 XL decided, ah, battery doesn't want to work anymore. So I went to Verizon, got a Pro Max, right? Now the speakers on the Pro Max will reproduce in Dolby Atmos. So if you have updated Apple Music and you find a song that's spatial audio, as they claim it is, because they don't like to use Dolby Atmos too much, because a lot of people don't understand what Dolby Atmos truly is. But when you say spatial audio, it basically allows you to produce the the engineer can produce sounds in a 3D space. So like if you watch a movie in Dolby Atmos, like I have the movie 1917 on 4K Blu-ray. That's the uh, the, the World War, War II the one movie, that's filmed right? all in one take. Okay, like it looks like the, the the frame never cuts. It literally starts the movie and it looks like you're watching the entire thing happen in real time. It's, oh, really? It, it's a dope movie if you've never watched it. Never watched it. You, you got to check that movie out. Wait, is that the movie about the medic? Yeah, the guy that he has to run across enemy lines and he has to go deliver a, a message to the opposing force so that they don't invade this area because they're all going to get killed. And he has like a night and a half to run across the enemy lines. Okay, to do no, it. I never seen that movie. The one I'm thinking of is the one where the guy is a medic and he refuses to kill. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. That's, that's a different movie. That's another great that movie. Yeah. Well, I have that. You can watch that whole movie in Dolby Atmos, and I have the speakers focalized perfectly in my living room. So when you sit on the couch, you have the two satellite speakers behind you, the two speakers on the sound bar in the front, and then there's two up-firing speakers that bounce the sound off the ceiling. Oh, my God. This guy's at the movie down. theater. He's at AMC. <laughs> I He's... wish. I wish I'd have freaking bought into AMC, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, that is. <laughs> but um, when uh, there's a scene where they're having a dogfight, two airplanes, right? One of the airplanes gets shot down, and it's coming down, and you can hear the sound coming above you and then behind you. Whoa, really? It's the, the sound engineers reproduce Atmos. In it's a like directed. Three, yes, okay. because that's what the sound the engineers do. Like Basically, it's like if you're watching a plane take off, you hear the sound coming at you and then above you and then behind you. Right. And that's exactly how it's reproduced in that environment. Hmm. So you get the same aspect with audio as far as songs go. With Dolby Atmos with Apple. Yeah. They basically can produce, uh, they remaster the sounds so that you hear sounds in different areas. Like if you were listening to, say, a rock band, for example, one side of the audio space, you'll hear a bass guitar. Or you'll, like, you'll hear the the sound of like the drum kit and you'll hear the, the different sounds coming around you. Bruh. And then you hear the guitar here and you hear the singer over here. Like you'd be sitting in the studio with them. Easily, best tracks were probably Tool tracks all day. Mm. I listened to the new Tool album in fully lossless audio. I have a, and I lost it. I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a opinion about Tool. Oh, I got to hear this. That I don't feel like I want to say. Oh, you now. can say it. I no, you're 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 free. This is like Planet Fitness, bro. No judgment. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I there's two bands out there that I just cannot stand, and one of them is Corn, and one of them is Tool. I can't stand them. Okay, I got to hear your opinion on why you're not a Tool fan. I just don't like. And I, I definitely want to loop back around to the whole audio and all that yeah. stuff. But um, I just like when I'm listening to a rock band nowadays, anytime I, I'm listening to a band that has like a sound that seems like it's like in the past kind of. Right. It doesn't seem like it's getting with the times. It's mm-hmm. like it, trapped in its own little area. Right. That's just like stuff that I don't like. Now I, I had a, I had a feeling like that the first time I listened to Tool because like I mean I've I've been listening to Tool for a long time. 
like I remember working at Circuit City that just told my age um, yeah, whenever uh, the 10,000 Days album came out okay so I listened to all the other old Tool albums listened to that and I'm like you know this is kind of a neat sound you got that song Vicarious you know really cool you got Jombie whatever well the new album just came out uh, right whenever we went and saw them uh, at the Smoothie King Center amazing show by the way and uh, th- their sound does kind of stay the same. That progressive style that they have. Their time signatures are really weird now. They're going in like 7-4 time signatures. It's kind of odd. But I get what you're saying. Like a lot of their stuff kind of, it's it's aged. And yeah. it hasn't really progressed to a style that seems updated. So I can respect that. I just like the, the psychedelic feel of them. Which is why when you listen to that in Atmos, you get like an immersion factor that is just like you can't match it with any other type of audio. Yeah, because they uh even though I don't particularly care for them, they are unique as hell. Oh, incredible. Like they're unique. Like yeah. if you you know a tool song when you hear one, you oh, know, absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. So um back to the the sound thing. The Oh, actually, it wasn't even really a sound thing that I wanted to say. I wanted a, something to just go a little bit off on something else. So you know how, like, you've ever been on TikTok and you've seen people that rent out, like, movie theaters and yes. stuff? And, like, they'll bring, like, their Xbox in there. Yep. So I got the idea, like, last week. I was like, bro, it'd be cool as hell to watch the UFC fight, but at AMC, and then we just rent it nuts. out. I call up AMC. They're like, nah, we can't do that. We do rent out movie theaters, but you got to watch a movie. And then the movies that we watch that we get you to watch are selective movies yep well the thing is too with the ufc fight i'll tell you one of the reasons they probably can't do that it's the same way if you go to b-dubs or you go to anywhere else that does that whenever you have a a building that size you can't just rent it as like a consumer renting it you actually have to pay a license fee for that which is why whenever you go to b-dubs or you go any of those places and they charge you either a cover fee or you have to buy something every hour yeah, it's because they have to account for so many heads in the building, and they have to pay a fee to either Showtime or UFC or whoever it may be to rent it to a large scale of people. You're mm. basically they're basically a a licensee for the event, and that's usually a couple hundred to a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. The, yeah, that's you're probably directly on with that. Um, the only thing is, it's like, why it hit me for a curve for a second? I was like. Y'all are, like, not doing good right now. It's like you think you'd want my business. Yeah, you need to innovate a little bit. Mm. You know, maybe if AMC did something like that where they were like, yo, we can rent out movie theaters now. You can bring your Xbox. Mm. You can do whatever you want. You just rent a movie theater for for $100. Mm -hmm. Like, you would think they would, like, do something like that kind of. Right. Now, the thing is, too, is um, as far as that goes, they got to take into account, you know, wear and tear on their equipment. You know, there's probably going to be a lot of overhead for them to deal because, I mean, depending on how many people you have, are they going to lose money at that point? Which I don't think they should. I think they should have like a like a negotiation where like, hey, we'll charge you this flat rate for the theater, but everybody has to buy concessions or, you know, yeah. just something so that they don't feel like they're being cheated out and like you're just renting their equipment. Yeah, because it can get touchy because you think about it. it you getting people in there, and they could damage your stuff. Oh, absolutely, because I mean, you get guys that are wilding out playing video games in there. I mean, get a couple guys in there playing two K and see if they don't cut up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they'll 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 probably like rip a seat or like you know throw a freaking thing at the screen or well, yeah. They'll just be they'll just be obnoxious because the option is there. And the thing is too, it's um, I mean, how how big of a market is that to advertise that? 
I mean, a lot of people, they obviously don't think about like, hey, maybe I can rent a movie theater. It's never something that crosses their mind. In my eyes, I think it would be something that if AMC was to put it out there, like say mm-hmm. on like their Facebook page or something like that, I mm-hmm. think in my head that that would be something that would be a big one. Oh, it'd be fantastic. And the thing is, too, is, I mean, they AMC pairs with this uh, this group. It's called Fathom Events. And what they'll do, certain live events and certain, like, musicals or things of that sort, they'll actually do. They'll actually be like, hey, you come to the theater at this time. We're having a, quote, Fathom event. Like, they did, a, I think they did a, a soccer game one time or they did, like, a rugby game one Dude, time. that's cool, man. And, yeah, they would live stream it in from Phantom Events. I'm talking about, man. And uh, they don't do them very often. It's like they're, there's like some kind of deal they got to work to get those to happen. But uh, I've like seen them advertised the during the previews. And they'll talk about Fathom Events. Like they'll do uh, a live stream of this, that, or the other. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, you definitely have the ability to do that. And it would definitely increase revenue. But they have to make it worth their while to want to do it. Yeah, there's probably a lot of loopholes that they have to jump through. Like all the things you mentioned mm-hmm. already. You know, probably in a bunch of other stuff that neither one of us even know about. Oh, oh, for sure. And to be honest, like some of those theaters, they really need to to upgrade. Because, I mean, they why do. go to AMC here when you can go to New Orleans and you can go to IMAX. Or you can go to the one that has, you know, the Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. And you can experience it there. That was going to be my next question. I was going to ask you if, like, AMC... AMC has all of these like top dog sound systems and they, they do yeah. in other locations but not here oh. like they have to they have to basically because it's a very expensive thing to do to upgrade a theater to a full Dolby Atmos setup you're you're probably if I had to estimate just based on the cost of the speakers like if they went with say a lot of times they pair with Sony for a lot of that stuff yeah so a Sony Dolby Atmos setup just from the ones I've researched at like the Magnolia store from Best Buy, you're looking at probably quite a few thousand dollars to just for the speakers, not counting the receivers. Oh, I could see that all day. Yeah, like definitely the, the because the the you got the the small speakers and then the speakers have little up firing tweeters, and then you have to acoustically tune them mm-hmm. based on the size and shape of the uh, the room. Yeah. So there's a lot of engineering that goes into that, which is why when you go to IMAX, you're going to pay a premium because for one, IMAX is already dumb expensive to produce in. Because you have to have special cameras to produce the, I think it's like a 50-something millimeter film. So you'll notice, like, have you ever watched that movie, Tenet? No. Okay. You have to watch that movie. That That's a really twisted Christopher Nolan movie. Like, you, like, wow. <laughs> it's actually got um, Denzel Washington's son is in that movie. Okay. <laughs> Very dope movie. And so is Robert Pattinson. Um, but, yeah, uh, actually, that's not really a good example. Let me do, uh, like, The Dark Knight, for example. There's scenes in that movie that were filmed with a regular camera, and then it pans out like the big cityscapes when mm-hmm. they pan out, like uh, before the big bank heist. Okay, half of that was filmed at IMAX. Oh. So you'll notice the screen will change, and there's like uh, like the black letterbox bars in certain scenes is because it switches from standard to IMAX. Wow, that's cool, man. Yeah, I didn't know. I did not know that you can go to other movie theaters, and then other movie theaters are just better. Oh, oh, absolutely. I didn't know that. Dude, <laughs> they have one in uh, I think it was in Atlanta. And they, they serve food and shit. Like, you actually have, like, comfy, like, plush chairs, and they'll bring you food and stuff. No, 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 I lie. It's in Texas. Because my buddy CJ talked about it. I think it's near, not too far from Katy, Texas. That's really cool. Dude, like, you get, like, wined and dined in there, bro. Like, you legit order food, like, off a menu, and, like, they'll come and bring it to you. And, like, you just got, like, comfy chairs and stuff. 
Oh, that that by itself would increase the um increase it so much for me. Oh yeah, Just I mean yeah, cares. you're paying you're paying like twenty something bucks a person, but you're paying for the experience at that point. Oh, that ain't and shit. It, I paid twenty something dollars all day. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you're already paying like thirty eight dollars for corn nuts. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, a Hershey bars like five bucks. Yeah, they're like, hey, we are really proud of this candy. So uh, yeah, seventeen fifty. <laughs> we did something special, special to get this candy bar here. Yeah, for like you specifically. Like, like we went with. A candy bar that's one and a half ounces larger than the dollar store. So yeah, right. <laughs> the amount of money, dude. The amount of money that they probably lose per year with people that just like sneak in candy. Oh, dude, I've done it, dude. That's why they don't sell Jinkos anymore because they know that I'm about to cut up and bring a two liter and a forty four inch cuff. <laughs> yeah, of course, everyone does, man. You oh, teach man. little kids to do that. Oh yeah, like you're like <laughs> why why does your daughter have her purse? That is her Doc McStuffins purse. You will not tell my daughter anything. Yeah. Like, you go in there and she got like four bags of Airheads. Yeah, right. <laughs> my God. Oh, dude, that's why I love buying my wife like Michael Kors purses. They are deep as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how many snacks I hide in that shit? Shit, I don't pay for snacks. Y'all just I will damn preheat a, a hot pocket dude, in this dude, bitch. I, <laughs> no lie, dude. No, I, I brought a hot dog. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> My guy. <laughs> oh, dude. I forget. I, I warmed up a hot dog. Forget throw that sucker in a bun. Threw a little squirt of mustard. Forget put it in a Ziploc in the purse. Bam. Oh, my God. I am not ashamed to say it. Remember, uh, remember, oh, what movie is it? I think it's the, the, the scary movie one. Whenever that chick goes in the movie theater and she got like fried chicken. She- <laughs> yes. Dude, that is so wild. Like, she got it all in aluminum bruh. foil. She's oh, like- dude. Like, no shame. Like, you come in there with like a, like one of those like Walmart hot and cold bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you got like a rotisserie chicken. Oh my god. Oh, dude, people people have no shame, bro. No, yeah, that's not even a little bit. That's one of those things. It's like as um, like time progresses, people like really shame is being one of those things that like isn't a thing anymore. Oh no, not at all. It's like like especially since the pandemic, bro, because people have gotten so comfortable just sitting at home, just like, oh, you know, I can't work. I just gotta sit at home. We're on lockdown. And all of a sudden the world's starting to resemble a bit of normalcy and you're so stuck in that well, I don't give a crap anymore. Like why should I care what you think? And then you got people just it's like going to Walmart and you're like, oh, okay, so we still in PJs at uh three in the afternoon, huh? That's how we get down, right? Right. And I'm yeah. like Bro, that's that's kind of funky. And I understand being comfortable by all means. I have gone to Walmart in lounge pants and just comfortably did my shopping. But I mean, there's a limit. There's there's a societal understanding of hey, you know, like one look, of those unwritten rules. Look like a damn person. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's look like bro, somebody that wants to be here. It's like, bro, you obviously are not homeless. Why are you impersonating one? Like, please stop. <laughs> right. Get some help. <laughs> but it's a good thing you brought Walmart up because Walmart's probably the prime example of dude. Just it is. Seeing. It is. It is the cesspool of America. Like you walk in there, you can buy anything. I love them for that, but. There is no standard of dress code or decorum in there. No. And they're just like, dude, did I get your money? I got your money? All right, good. And, bro, you got to remember, I did loss prevention for Walmart for a year and a half. Really? Hands yeah, down, I... worst job I ever had. Really? Oh, absolutely. Why? For, for one, working crazy hours. I'm working till like midnight, right? Two, you run into some characters in a Walmart. I had to call 911 because a guy passed out in that bathroom by the photo center in the back of the Walmart on Mother the King. <laughs> okay. Huffing duster. What the hell? Huffing canned duster. Oh, man. If he wouldn't have passed out, I just left him alone. Uh, he looked comfy, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, he might be dead, so I need I need to assess this he and handle be it dead. accordingly. Because there was like five cans. That's why they keep that shit locked up now. Yeah, right. Because... 
I'm walking on sunshine. Like, dude, <laughs> just huffing it and getting it. That's like got to be like, and you're talking about for, I guess, because I don't, you, they just get a paper bag and they spray the paint into it and they huff Yeah, the, yeah, they'll do that. But I'm talking like the cans of duster for like cleaning your keyboards. Oh, wait, what the hell is he doing with that? Uh, huffing it. Really? You turn it upside down and just get it. Dude, that. Dude, that's got to damage your brain permanently. Oh, 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 absolutely. Yeah, you look like freaking Swiss cheese after a while. <gasps> it's it's a horrible thing. And the thing is, it's so cheap, and it, it's such a quick high for most of these horribly addicted people that if you can't get real drugs, you just start figuring crap out. Yeah, and I understand, but that's just a feels similar like concept to the, the, the poor people that huff paint, dude. Like, it's like you just figure, okay, there's noxious chemicals in here. This may mess me up the way I want to be messed up. Let's just give it a go. And it's sad, bro. Like, just like people destroying their lives like that. And Walmart is a prime example. I mean, it's nothing against them. I mean, they can't control people's actions, obviously. And they're taking the correct steps to prevent that at the, you know, the whole situation of making other people inconvenienced by it. Because now. And I got to go get somebody. Yeah, it's like I got to get somebody to unlock soap now. (laughs) 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 I'm not even lying, dude. I went to go buy some like shave gel and freaking they got the glass cases now like you would keep the razors in. Mm. They got body wash in there. Oh, bro. It's like, bro, it's like Guantanamo right now. Like like, we we on lockdown for soap, bro. It's going to get to a time frame where they're going to lock so many things up in, in retail stores that the consumer, and I know for sure I'm going to be one of these people, that is going to be like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to buy all my shit online. Because like the only reason why I'm going to a store to buy stuff is because of the, cause I'm going to get it and I'm going to get it now. Yep. So it's like when I'm in the store and I got to wait a little bit for somebody to come get it, and especially if it's somebody at Walmart, you might be waiting like five minutes before somebody comes over there and actually helps you out. It's like the conveniency of it is gone. Exactly. It, and see, that's why I hope most stores go the route that Amazon is going now. Amazon's trying to go. Have you seen any of those stories about Amazon going with those autonomous stores now where you go into the store and you have your cart and you literally when you grab something off of the shelf, it adds it to your cart electronically and there's no cashiers. And everything's tied to your Amazon account or tied yeah, to the bank I have account. Seen that. I and have then seen when that. you just load up, you just walk out and yeah. it, it charges you for whatever you put in the cart. That's pretty dope. I, it is. It, it, it eliminates, you know, customer weight. It eliminates a lot of issues you run into. Stealing? Yeah, because right. because I mean the How thing is you gotta you? you gotta like like sign in or somehow, I don't know exactly what it's I think you have like a little badge you have to scan or something that tracks that you were in the store. Yeah. And when you grab an item, it is immediately associated with you. And if you put it back, you have to manually like remove it from. Or it'll charge inventory. you for it. Yeah, exactly. Ideally. Yeah. So yeah. like, if you grab something, like you ain't stealing from there. It's not right. an option. Yeah. Well, the uh, the thing about the the thing I know we're kind of like jumping back and forth here, but mm-hmm. do you uh one of the other things about like drugs and stuff mm-hmm. is like when you come to think about it, like all of the people, uh, as far as like uh, our more talented people, like uh, musicians and stuff. That we've lost because of that. Oh yeah, like Amy Winehouse or like Dude. any people like that. It's so sad, bro. Mac Miller. Oh yeah. Dude, holy I've been holy. getting really deep into Juice World lately, bruh. Yes. Dude. <laughs> now speaking of that, there is actually uh, you know that song "Come and Go" you did with Marshmallow, right? Yeah. Okay, that song on Apple Music is fully lossless. <gasps> no way, you kidding me? Oh, it is amazing. Like, dude, I've 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 listened to that song like when it dropped. I listened to that song to and from work every day. Dude, it was I, such a great song. Especially like the beginning. I honestly like Marshmallow does his thing in that album, mm-hmm. but like the 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 verse that Juice World has in that song before the beat starts kicking off. Yeah, like you feel that shit. Oh, absolutely. You know, 
I would love for I would love to listen to the music that you are uh, the fully lawless stuff. I would mm. love to listen to Wishing Wells. That, I, that. I think that one's. I don't know if it's fully lossless because they'll give it. They'll give you lossless in tears, depending on the the way the phone detects what uh, audio device you're listening through. And if you have to have it fully selected and you have to have enough data, obviously, because fully mm-hmm. lossless, it uses the most data, obviously. So it has to know, like, you have to be on a 4G connection or you have to be on a strong Wi-Fi connection for it to produce it. Because otherwise, it'll downscale it a little bit. You'll see lossless in the bottom, right under the uh, the status bar of the song. Okay. And you'll see either lossless or you'll see Dolby Atmos if you have your AirPods or headphones connected to it. It'll automatically detect what version of the song to play for you. Hmm. But, yeah, like when I played that, and I think there was a handful of other songs, like even classical music, it'll play in fully lossless, and it is absolutely amazing but Out, yeah outstanding oh dude i you can't even put it into words no like it's we, like the oculus thing i'm sure you have oh, to experience absolutely it. oh absolutely because yeah. like the oculus the the riff that i have it comes with those little headphones that like are built into it no i i put on my nice razor headphones on top of it right. i look like a gundam when i'm standing in the middle of my <laughs> living room but i i don't even care like it, mm. it's freaking it, it immerses you so much more something else that you will probably be uh I'm sure your balls deep into as far as like, you know, how people have those uh those LED lights behind their TVs and yeah, stuff. Oh, absolutely. And how you can get that the sound match with the lights and stuff. I want to get a set like that. The They call them like the dream lights or whatever. The ones that synchronize with whatever you got. Yeah. I would love to get a set. I just have some nice basic ones to just turn on when my system's on. Me too. But I'm like, nah. And then my wife, she wants uh, she wants a set for her monitors because she has one. I bought a really dope uh, Lenovo gaming monitor. And then I bought her. Uh, I bought it for me, but I'm not using it. I have one of the big curved uh, Samsung monitors. What is okay? With the, something I've always wondered. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you have the answer to because I swear to God, this dude John. He if I was on who if I was on the uh, what's that fucking show? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, I swear to God, I call him. <laughs> he has every answer to everything ever. And I swear to God, I'd call him. It's like a superpower. I'm like, literally, <laughs> when he and I worked at the dealership yes. together, Donna, uh, the manager at the time, she, my nickname was Google. Like, she never Googled anything. She would literally text me. I would come up to the front of the showroom, and I would probably answer her question within minutes. Yeah. It didn't matter what it was. Just the most random, trivial knowledge. Yeah. Like it's I like have, a superpower. I don't like, get it. I have, like, this, like, little knee injury at the time where I was like, what do you want, What do you think it is? What do you think I should do with it? And it's like, he told me what to do with it, and I kept doing it, and it got better. And I was like, all right, awesome. Well, now, to preface that, I was a licensed massage therapist, so I do have a, a pretty strong background in kinesiology and reflexology and just body mechanics in general. So right. I was able to basically get give him an assessment and fix him up so you're <laughs> welcome the question yeah thank you because they're my both my knees are fine now but my question was going to be what is the purpose of having curved monitors what is the okay basically the reason samsung developed that was for you to have that level of immersion because it's going to absorb a picture in your peripherals otherwise if it's just flat you figure most people your peripheral vision is going to extend to about 165 to 175 degrees. You could just slightly. Whereas you figure if you're looking at a screen and it's flat in front of you, you can see all sides and you don't feel as immersed. But if the screen is curved in a little bit, your peripherals are absorbing it. So you get more immersed in what you're watching. Okay. I see that way. You're, um, that's the way the, the vision is completely in your eyeballs. Yes. Yeah, you're not seeing, like, what's in the background yeah, here. Yeah, you're not seeing here. your wall. Yes. Okay, yeah. That's okay. the premise behind that. So, yeah. yeah, when you have, like, a lot... That's why they did it for a lot of the larger TVs, because if you're sitting on your couch, 
and you're within a decent distance of the TV, you'll just see that. TV. You'll just see that image. That's and cool. It, and, and it helps as far as if you're sitting off to the side, you get a little bit of a better viewing angle. Even if it's just that slight angle, you're not going to have that discoloring on the ends where the LED or the LCD is kind of fading out where you don't yeah. get that image like at the perfect angle. Mm-hmm. It kind of mitigates some of that. Huh. That's pretty cool. I've always wondered what was the purpose of that, and it's obviously a cool aesthetic to have a curved. It does look dope, and people are like, "Oh, bro, that's that's curved. That's kind of dope." And then that they're immediately just like dripping, like you got the sauce, like that's it. Like the dude's got a curved screen. Like, oh my god, yeah, he's on the he's at the upper echelon of people now. He Uh, has a curved TV. Yep, and then all of a sudden you get that one guy who craps over, like, "Hey, I have an I have a LG OLED," and it's like, "Bro, I hate you." Like that TV costs like four thousand dollars. Get out of my face. Oh my god. Speaking of TVs, have you ever do you listen to the comedian Bill Burr? Yes. Okay, he I'm pretty sure he makes you laugh. I'm pretty sure oh, he's one absolutely. of your Absolutely. You know, he's definitely like his like, comedy is like right on scale with my Oh, dude, he is amazing. Like whenever he did that show uh F is for Family on Netflix. That's what I was going to bring up. Lost my freaking mind. I love how they perfectly encapsulate that's why I was going to say TV. I love how they perfect perfectly like encapsulated like what it was to be in the 70s at that time. Yes. Because whenever they turn on the TV, I don't know if you noticed, but whenever they turn on they're watching TV, you hear that you hear the ring yeah. of the TV. Yeah, from the from the cathode tube. Yeah. So it's like it, it like puts you in that 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 time frame for a second. You're like, yep. wow, that they didn't they really didn't figure out audio at all or or visual at all. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. It's like I'm just gonna put you through that fucking wall, dude. Dude, I lose it. Like anytime I hear anything Bill Burr related, he gets so angry, and it's so great. He's so good at it. He is. He's so good at just exemplifying his anger. Yeah, in a funny way. Yep. Like my favorite skit he ever did was one with the helicopter. Put the the mic a little bit closer. Oh. Yeah, well, he was doing the um, the skit about the helicopter. Oh, yeah. the one whenever his wife's telling him that he doesn't want him to get the helicopter and he does it anyway? Yes. That yeah. one, or the one where, uh, like, I think somebody had, like, jumped out of a helicopter or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a bit whenever this guy had inherited the business from his family. Yeah. And then it was his first day there, and the guy gets in the helicopter, and uh, he wants to kill himself, and he yes. just jumps out the helicopter. Yes, that one. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, I freaking lost it. Like, dude, I, it's funny you mentioned that too because uh, on Apple Music, a lot of times you can find the uh, the albums, like the comedy albums. Yes, they're in lossless as well. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like um, they're really I, converting that stuff. They, huh? they, 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 that's Apple's big move now because okay. at the uh, at the that big keynote that they did, that was going to be their big push hmm. because you know how you can get the AirPods Max, right? The big over the head ones are yeah. like five hundred something dollars. Yeah, like yeah they're out of their freaking mind. I would never buy those. I mean, for all I just buy Beats. Yeah, true. Because, <laughs> I mean, Beats is owned by Apple now, so the hardware is very similar. True. But I was like, you know, let me just look up a comedian. And um, I'm trying to remember his name, but uh, he has an album called Man for... Oh, Chris Porter. Hmm. He he did, a, he did a, a special called Ugly and Angry. Okay. And one of his jokes was talking about how people are so stupid. And like popular he da- topic. Oh yeah, like he dated this girl, and um, they were living in Phoenix, Arizona, okay. and he was like, they were getting ready to go to a show, and it's you know it's obviously hot as balls in Phoenix, right? So it's nighttime, and she's like, hey, the sun's going down. Do you think I should bring a jacket? And he just stops what he's doing, and he goes, "You shitting me." <laughs> It was 106 degrees three hours ago. <laughs> if it drops below 50 degrees, fuck a show, grab a lead vest, shit's gone nuclear. <laughs> yeah, facts, right? <laughs> and I'm like, 
He's so right. And yeah, it's like right? he just he makes so much fun of stupid people. He's like, y'all are full of shit. We're playing for points. There are plenty of stupid questions. Oh yeah. And he's like, if your kid wants to eat paint, fuck it, let him eat paint. This is how we gotta dwindle this shit down. Yeah, but like the population dude, control it, thing. Dude, yeah, it, it, like everything he says is so funny. He made a Taco Bell reference that is like, Taco Bell's like doing ecstasy. It's like <laughs> you feel amazing at the time. But in a few hours, you're going to feel like shit hunched over a toilet hoping you die. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> exactly Taco Bell. That should be their slogan, Dude, to be like, like he he is amazing. Another but, guy that's funny as hell is Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries, oh, dude, he he touches on so many subjects that you're like, wow, I didn't think you could make a joke about that. Yeah, that, that I love those types of guys, though, those mm-hmm. people that aren't afraid to, like, toe that line and still make it funny, like Bill Burr, like Jim Jeffries, yep. like... Um, uh, Dave another, Chappelle. D- oh man, Dave Chappelle. He don't give a fuck. He no. will let it rip. Really, he will. Now there's another guy. Uh, I think his name's Jesselnick. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do. I do not like him. He he's he's very abrasive. He's a weird style. Yeah. His style's really weird. He doesn't really like tell stories. No, he, like, he just, just says really offensive stuff for shock value and just hopes to get a response and a rise yeah. out of people. I'm like, wow, bro. Yeah. It, I mean, I guess if that's your type of comedy, then I could see someone laughing at that but it's so mm. it really is unique the way what he does oh absolutely you know and it's like i mean it all comes down to you know just society in general is just their taste for humor is changing because yeah. of cancel culture and because of you know people wanting a reason to be offended about stuff so it's like comedians have to like dance around that because i mean that's their source of income so they have to tailor to their crowd yes there's a thing okay there's there's a way that i interpret comedy and the way that I interpret it is I think that every single thing in the world can be made fun of. Oh, for and sure. if you're a good enough comedian, you will make someone laugh. Like, I think every nothing's off balance. But the way that I look at it is the only thing, some things just don't make certain people laugh. Yep. Like, for me, not saying that, like, cancer jokes are a thing that can't be funny to someone mm-hmm. else. But mm-hmm. for me... They just something that just doesn't make me laugh. It, it's it, kind of it's kind of distasteful, but at the same time, it's like it's hard to find the organic humor. Yes, in that. if you can find it and actually exploit it, it's like I appreciate it. Mm. But it doesn't mean that just because that's something that doesn't make me laugh, that doesn't mean I want everyone that ever makes cancer jokes to stop. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like it's just not my thing. That right. doesn't mean that I don't want everything. No cancer jokes to ever be made ever again. That that seems stupid to me. Yeah, because at that point you're limiting a comedian's creativity, and yeah. it's. A lot of times comedians have a certain style that they do and you know it's going to be offensive, you know it's going to be brash, you know it's going to rub people the wrong way, but when they have to take into account the culture of society right now and realize, man, you know, this is this is really kind of cramping my style right now because I'm used to saying things like this. People loved it. Like, for example, if you brought back like an old Richard Pryor special right now, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Or Eddie Murphy. Oh man, if you bring back Raw or Delirious, <laughs> yes. game over, bro. Game over. Game that over. is not gonna fly. Nope. Like at all. And it sucks because when you watch those back, that that is comedy genius. That is absolutely fantastic jokes. Absolutely yeah. amazing. It's a free mind. You could tell it's free. Yep. He just he lets it rip. He says what he feels and you know, people are willing to accept it. But now, I mean, people have gotten soft, bro. People have gotten real soft. For sure. Like I can make a comparison now. Like, when I was in the Marine Corps and I got out in 2009, it was hard, bro. Like, they, like, you weren't, you weren't expected to have someone say something and be offended. Like, it was said to you, you toughed it out, you did what you had to do because you had a job out there. Right. Now, 
I've I know guys that have gone in like just even in the last two years and you got drill instructors that are having to kind of like be weary of how they approach their training methods, which I find is going to weaken the military in general because dudes can't be soft out there. Like you think the Taliban is going to like believe in cancel culture? Hell no. They will throw a grenade in your face. Like you're not going to have that option of, oh man, you know, we shouldn't do that because that, that offends me to a level where it makes me mildly uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Because that, that, that's one of my uh, friends was on, um, was in the military too. And we were also had the same conversation and, um, that level of progression doesn't seem like like it seems like it needs to stop like literally right there mm-hmm. because there's there's being offended as a normal human being mm-hmm. and then there's like that type of stuff doesn't need to be in a something like warfare no you know what I'm no saying? because you need to be you need to be hard you, you need, need to, be to be hard there's no other way around it to defend your country you can't have the mindset of I didn't like the way that guy said that, or I didn't like the way these things are portrayed because that offends me on a very superficial level. Yeah. It's like you have no combat readiness and no combat effectiveness if you're concerned about a tweet that someone posted from 2010. Right. And it's like, it, it frustrates me. I've never, obviously I'm not a part of the military, but if you're like, the way I interpret it is if you're out and you're on the battlefield and stuff and somebody has to tell you to do something and they're a little bit brash with the way they say it, you you take it for what it is and do what needs to be done. You can't, but the person that's giving you that order, that split second or whatever it is where he has to maybe churn it in his brain to maybe put it through the filter, mm-hmm. that could be seconds that could maybe save someone's life. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So that, if, he, for sure. if he could just say whatever the hell's on his brain and get it out there, mm-hmm. you know, that's precious seconds. Whereas if he was to have to tell somebody something and he had to put it through this filter and say it however this person needs to have it be said to them, you know, you know what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. And it's like it's the same way. Like if you ever, I mean, you've watched the movie Full Metal Jacket, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. So the training scenes in the beginning of the movie, that shit's pretty hilarious, right? But it's incredibly offensive when you compare it to current society. Like, I mean, we had we had drill instructors that would say things like that to us. I mean, it's because they're breaking you down to build you up. That is an ex- expectation because when you when you get into the military, especially boot camp in the Marine Corps, Paris Island is no joke. Like those drill instructors are some of the hardest guys in the world. Like they they will train you to be the best. Period. That's just what it is. Right. And they're gonna break you down and they're gonna break you mentally so that they can build you up to be combat effective and strong and to have good moral character, good moral fiber. And there are things that are said because for one, it entertains them to say it because you're dealing with you know forty fifty guys in a platoon. And that's what you got to do because sometimes you're going to have one guy who thinks he's hot shit and they have the power to F with you got to humble them. You got You got to break them down. And I've heard many, many offensive things. Did we cry about it and go up to command about it? Absolutely not. You took it for what it was. But now you got like they they made a funny video about it. This guy, he uh, made fun of an army soldier in boot camp. And back in the day, back in the 80s and the 90s. You know, it would just it would just be hardcore balls to the wall. Do what you got to do. They would say whatever they're going to say to you, and you just sir, yes, sir, and carry on with your day. Now, especially even in the Air Force as well, they have quote stress cards. Yes, I've heard about this. Where yeah. if you feel like you're being overwhelmed by whatever's happening in training, you pull the card and they got to back off. It's like I a think, little timeout. Yes, I think that is absolute bullshit. Because are you going to like pull that card when you got bullets flying over your head? Absolutely not. You're going to hunker down and deal with your shit, and you're going to get shit done. 
So it's like I think that that is an absolutely futile attempt at trying to almost promote a level of sorts of cancel culture in the military because it's understood if you're in the military you're usually a hard charging dude you got to be able to handle shit you got to be able to handle yourself under pressure you got to be able to have tough skin to deal with stuff if you're pulling freaking cards every two minutes because they're saying something and you're slightly offended by it and you can't handle the stress you shouldn't have signed up to begin with a hundred percent a hundred percent and that and i'm saying that as somebody that has no experience in any of Mm -hmm. this and that to me just makes now, like me, like I was never in a combat situation. That was that wasn't my MOS. That wasn't my thing. But I have quite a few friends that I, I had a friend. He was in Afghanistan and he was a gunner, and he got hit in the head with a three inch piece of shrapnel. Oh, he was God. in a coma for four days. Jeez. And what did he do? He he toughened up. He healed up. He went back out. Now, mind you, it took him a little while, and of course, you know they had to clear him, but. He wasn't one of those guys like, oh, man, I got hurt. Let me get my purple heart and just get out. No, that, that's not that's not how things are done. That's right. not how an effective military is run. The the way that I'm looking at it and I think really the reason why that's becoming a thing probably is because I think and I can't really base this off of anything statistical because I, I don't know. This is just my opinion. I think there's less people enlisting nowadays than there were even maybe 10 years ago. Oh, for sure. So I'm thinking that in putting things like this, it maybe might prompt somebody to go out there and sign up more because in their brain, okay, it may not be that hard. And I guarantee you that's probably what it is because the the big influx of uh, military enlistment was actually around 9-11, of course, because everybody was super patriotic and very, oh, man, we got attacked on our own soil. We need to get up in their shit. And right. it, it just they freaking just skyrocketed with that. And then when all the stuff started happening in Fallujah and all the other uh, operations that were happening around that time, uh, enduring freedom, Iraqi freedom, guys were getting motivated. And guys were like, man, I want to be in the shit. I want to be a part of that. And now that all of that's pretty much, you know, quelled down and there's really no war per se to fight. It's kind of like, well, I mean, why go? Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to be a reservist and hang out at home and go do training every two weeks or every month? And right. it's like there's no incentive for them at that point other than, you know, getting your GI Bill so you get your college for free, which is uh, nine times out of ten what a lot of these guys were doing. I mean, hell, that's why I enlisted because I was like, shit, I won't pay for college through that noise. And then it just worked out that way. Yeah, I feel like like I was never somebody that ever wanted to go into military, but if you – like if you're like a single guy and you're like in your early 20s it's like especially the way i look at it now and you just you brashed up on it too we don't really have any like like battle or war or anything like that really going on right now so it's like it's almost a safe bet to yeah. just be like all right i mean i get to go see the world exactly and i get to be a way better disciplined person and i have that honor with me yep you know it it's almost seems like a really cool thing to do it absolutely does because i mean there's there's so many positive aspects and you're like there's a good chance i probably won't die this is pretty fantastic right yeah and you're like I'm, I'm not gonna get blown up i mean the only I, downside is just not even there anymore uh, kind yeah of. and that's the thing until you know some stuff pops off and it's it's probably gonna be worse this time around if it's either china or russia obviously because they're yeah. much more equipped than uh God, my personal opinion on my personal opinion on that type of thing is like as an American, I am like literally not worried about those two people, like those two countries at all. Like I like I lit- I think the way that my brain brashes up on it and like everyone's had these types of conversations before, mm. but the way that my brain 
goes and thinks about it is okay so the gdp for russia isn't even i think it's like on par with the gdp of texas alone yeah so it's like could they even could they even solidify or could they even actually have a war that lasts more than i don't know three years probably not not with that i mean they would end up having to bankrupt the entire country to do that i mean they, they have things on hand now that would they could do like a quick like blitz attack if they wanted to just all hands on deck send them everything we got and annihilate them in one shot yeah maybe but would they do that no that wouldn't be wise for them because let's say they do that and let's say god forbid something would happen and they would defeat the u.s now they're completely unarmed and they don't have the GDP or the methods or abilities to replenish the munitions that they've wasted. Yeah, then they're spread too thin, kind of like Germany was in World War II. It's yep. like you would be in that type of situation. The like, So you have that GDP thing. They wouldn't even be able to have a war for more than a few years. Just mathematically, they just wouldn't be able to do it. No. And then you have strategically, honestly, just their geological, their geography, geographically on the map mm -hmm. they're a very very easy place to actually attack like yep. most of their populations in moscow yep and in like most of their stuff is wasteland yep so it's, it's like all just tundra and snow <laughs> yeah yeah like to to attack them to actually go an offensive into russia would be kind of easy then i'm thinking over there in china i'm like okay yeah they have a lot they they have a lot of um like military people they have mm -hmm. way more enlisted people than we have oh yeah but they're way less trained than ours is they're not as well trained as american citizens or american soldiers are or even russian soldiers are yeah and they have as big as a population as they have they actually don't have anywhere close to the same amount of fire like jets as we do ships that we do like yeah yeah their 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 stock of that is much much more scarce than ours is they yeah th those two countries have their things but and even i've actually watched a few video videos on youtube before where it's like geo geo uh i can't even think of the word where america is on the map mm -hmm. is actually a very hard place to even attack strategically because of you know canada being right above us yeah. and mexico being right above us and just like the where we are on the map you yeah. know it would be they would have to be very very accurate and very strategic with where they would attack too right because if you think about it if, if you're getting any type of naval offensive or any type of really aerial offensive coming from china they gotta come way the hell out of there oh absolutely you they're know? gonna have to like circumvent like the african cape <laughs> yeah because we're gonna see you <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like a 22 hour journey for you oh yeah like we're gonna have drones up there and be like oh they're coming <laughs> yeah. they are right over about egypt now for should like, we shoot like, them like down you now got, like you got guys like with like surface to air missiles with two computers one to track the missiles and one playing words with friends like they ain't even tripping right now <laughs> yeah they're like oh man double word score pew yeah, they're probably like, uh, are they really about to do this? Because really, all they have to do is just send like an EMP right now or something like you know. Oh, yeah, just zap it, just shut it down, and like you're like, oh man, well, let me go ahead and help. That's lunch. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's actually one of the things though. Like, if it wouldn't be for like nuclear war, mm -hmm. then it's like I really like really who the hell would we have to worry about literally at all? Because the only thing, literally, the only one of the only things that Russia has on us is they have more nuclear warheads. Yeah. But uh, I think you only really need like what one. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, if they if they did like whenever we dropped the Moab, like that big ass bomb, 
not not to any country in particular, but just the the testing that they did mm. uh, about a year, a couple years ago. Yeah, that that thing is devastating. Like you drop that in a major city, you're gonna ruin the infrastructure of their commerce. You're gonna ruin the infrastructure of their technology to get things rolling. It'd be kind of like if they did like an EMP in say New York City or any of the larger cities where there's a lot of commerce and a lot of trading and a lot of just techie stuff going on. Yeah. Like that would that would cripple the country pretty hard. Yeah. So it'd basically be a kind of a strategic thing where if you're going to do a, a an attack like that, that's how you would want to do it. Yeah. But, but it I seems mean, it's, I don't know. It's like America, it I, I don't know um I'm pretty sure you know of it, but uh I think it was World War 2 or maybe World War 1 whenever. So Germany their only um their only part of their country that meets up with the sea mm-hmm. is the northern part northern of their part. country. Yep. So I th- I don't know if it was World War 1 or World War 2, but Britain, I believe, like pretty much just strongholded that area just so that they couldn't get anything in and out of their country. So basically they couldn't get any ammo or they couldn't get whatever yeah, they like had. Yeah, like basically just completely restricted their resources. Right. They just beat them in a more cleaner way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, and hey, when it comes to America, anything, you're going to go through your resources. Right. And when it comes to America, it's like, you can't, you literally can't pull that. Like no. we have so much of it. Like it can come from anywhere. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's really strategically hard to do something like that to America just because of the way our continent is, is <laughs> absolutely. It's like, it's just not going to happen. Chief. It's <laughs> not going to happen, bro. And, and, and like you said, it's like, you know, why stress about it to that level when you know that we have so many contingencies in place to prevent that. Yeah, like even the nuclear warhead thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Russia was to send a nuke this way, we have technology that sh- that disables them before they even get here. Yep. Um, like I don't, I don't. There's actually like I don't know what it is. I think it's like a, maybe like a laser or something they send at it. I don't know what it does. Well, my friend Ty, he he's in the Air Force. He actually he was uh, deployed in UAE. And he he works with those weapons. He helps assemble them. Oh, cool! Yeah, super super cool guy. Well, uh, he he was telling me different stories. Like he has like all these top secret clearances. Like there's a bunch of shit he knows that he can't tell me. Yeah. And he's like, look, bro, I wish I could, but I legit can't. And even though you think they won't know, they'll know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it just got me wired. Bro. Oh yeah, it's like, bro, like Big Brother's listening. But uh, yeah, he was telling me that like as far as disability of those, like the warheads, like he actually handles like the big eighty pound warheads and like screws them onto like. The, like yeah it's wild that's awesome but um yeah he he does a lot of crazy stuff out there and um he was telling me that as far as disabling yeah like there's there's obviously tracking systems in there and the laser will kind of scramble them and kind of just like meh and just make them inert that's wild so but if you okay a question um if you do disable one say if it is coming from russia like from moscow or whatever uh-huh. and it and we disable it is it gonna blow up still no it it, it makes the uh the actual payload inert. Oh, so it basically just turns it into a dud. Basically like a giant lawn dart. Now, they still have to do um, E&D to it. Like, they still have to dispose of it because oh of God. the material. So when it lands, wherever it may land, because you're basically going to have to track trajectory, you have to track speed once it's disabled to figure out where it's going to end up. Yeah, because you could get another, like, Chernobyl type of situation. <laughs> exactly, because it could go into a water supply. It could go anywhere here and there and anywhere. <laughs> so that there's a lot of things in place when they decide they're going to do that. They already have mathematical equations to dictate, okay, it's re- approaching this angle, blah, blah, blah. Basically, like a crap ton of math to figure out where it'll end up. Damn. So they can assess that and already get a crew rolling to disassemble it once it's been proven inert and all of these different things. Like, there's a lot of steps involved, but there's a lot of contingencies in place to retain safety. 
Yeah, right. That's that's awesome. Um, I remember uh once there's this, there's this awesome channel on YouTube. Uh, I don't know if you know about it. It's called the Infographic Show. No, I'm not familiar. And they pretty much just like inform you and educate you on all kinds of stuff. Hmm. And one day I was watching this episode. And I don't remember what it, it was really called. I want to say it was maybe like Operation Motherland or something like that. Well, okay. anyway, so like in the in the Cold War, I think it was Russia had this this like specific thing. It was like a often like I guess Siberia somewhere. They had this nuclear warhead underneath the ground where it was programmed so that say if America did attack them mm-hmm. at that time frame and they like wiped them out, it was like this. This like this okay, it's gonna like go through its checklist. It's gonna go through okay. Do we have communications with wherever, whatever the hell their White House is over there? Yeah, or like the Kremlin. Yeah, do we have communications with the Kremlin or whatever? Do we have electricity in the facility? Yes. Do we have this? Do we have this? Do we have that? And it's basically Russia's way of saying you don't actually have us. We're going to F you up right after you still Kinda get like knocking us. a hornet's nest out of a tree and you think you got them all, but then all, they're like, nah, 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 bitch. Uh, yeah, right. It's <laughs> It was just their way of saying, all right, you think you got us. You you nuked us first. You won, but really we got another one coming, mm-hmm. and it's like not even powered by anyone. It's its own little system. So if we did fuck them up, this little thing would send another nuke all the way over there, and it would be like undetected or something. It, it's like it's like the Call of Duty martyr thing. Like whenever you kill somebody and they drop a grenade and you die. Yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> right? Yeah, you think you got them and then you just die. Yeah, it's like you ruined my KD, bro. Log yeah. out. You, you <laughs> fucking. Um, but anyway, uh, shit. I really want to continue with this pod, but like <laughs> I got some friends coming over. Oh, later. Abs- absolutely, homie. I I get it. I mean, we we can go on tangents for hours, though. dude. We really like, could. Oh, oh yeah. Like <laughs> we we, really we, could. we 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 could act up up in here, <laughs> dude. We really could. Um, but yeah, dude, John, it was awesome having you on. Oh, like, dude, I, I'm pumped, man. We'll definitely have to come up with another one. We'll have to do. Yeah, like did a, you enjoy it? Like, oh, oh, dude, absolutely. I mean, you and I always had good conversations anyway. But for just, sure. You know, now I just got like this dope mic in my face. <laughs> yeah, basically that's what it is. That's how I try to explain it to my friends. I'm mm-hmm. like, we base it's just the jokes and sessions that we usually do anyway. But yeah, now it's recorded. That's it. That's it. It's like it's it's for posterity now. <laughs> yeah, it's for other people to enjoy. <laughs> that, that's it. It's like I mean, we have fun doing this. It's like why not let the world have fun? Question mark. Right. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, like, dude, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, you you legit have a dope setup in here. Like, it's just like. I can tell, like, everything, like, you, you had a, an idea when you did this. I did, I did, and that's kind of, like, what I wanted to create, honestly. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be, like, one of those places that whenever someone walks in, they're like, dude, I, I like, I would, I can't wait until I kind of, like, come back in here, because it's, yeah. like, it gives off that vibe. It, it does. It's got, like, a, it's almost like a, a nerd sanctuary vibe. Yeah. Like, you walk in, like, I, I kid you not, dude, as soon as I walked in, I just felt, like, this level of calmness, like, all right, dope, this is gonna be dope. Yeah, And, like, Gamer room. the lights, it's, like, it kind of feels like if you had a pole in here, it would be, like, the strip club in Vice City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in the VIP section. Oh, now, it's baby. like, oh, man, I gotta put in the money cheat right quick, I'm about to act up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, facts. Oh, oh man. fuck. Oh. Oh, man, well, you got some proper 12 over here? Yes, <laughs> and you know what? Have you ever had it? I have not had proper 12. It is actually my favorite whiskey. Really? I swear to God. I- I've seen so many commercials, and I'm like, all right, cool, Connor repping, I'm about it. <gasps> it's I'm, good. I'm going to have to go buy some, because I'm like, I- I'm a whiskey guy. I love whiskey, right? So it's like, I got that. I still got some of that Japanese whiskey, too, that, uh, that Centauri. Okay. That's some good stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it is good oh, stuff. It's <laughs> very citrusy, very light. But yeah, man, uh, 
for sure, bro. We're we're gonna definitely have to do this again. Like, I absolutely. would really love that. Well, I'll, I'll come up with some some more dope talking points. Even if like I'm I might have have to like bring the Oculus over. Like, we'll we'll cut up, dude. Yes. I'll bring that. I mean, I modded Beat Saber, so I have a bunch of custom tracks. <laughs> of course you do. Because <laughs> because I mean I mean I had to do Rap God. I mean why not? Because seeing that video with that dude doing Rap God. Oh, with us. Yes. That's what it's called. I never knew what that was called. Yes. Okay. It, it's it's fantastic. God, the arm pump you must have after that, bro. <laughs> like if I take like if I take freaking pre workout before I go, oh, <laughs> game over. I'm freaking Lou Ferrigno by the time need, I'm out. <laughs> I don't even need to go to the gym anymore. Not, e- not even once, dude. Like I, I'll burn calories. I'll do that and I'll play Creed too. And I'm just like, wow, yeah, damn, it's dope. Okay, well, yeah. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and cut it off right now, I, John. I, it was awesome having you. Oh, on, dude, I, I'm glad, man. I hope we do this again. Definitely. Uh, anything you want to say before I? Uh, yeah, oh, I want to yeah, give yeah, my yeah. wife a shout out. Yeah. Uh, if you guys check out uh, Zazzy Z A Z Z I E underscore K A T. That's my wife's Twitch stream. She's big on Minecraft. She's big on Tom Clancy's The Division Two. She's big on a lot of stuff. She's been playing The Witcher lately. If you guys get on that stream. You will see absolute madness because me and my boys are over there. We're always interrupting her stream, just causing ruckus and various shenanigans and whatnot. I think you guys would really dig it. She's a really fun player to be around. She always engages the crowd and anybody that's watching, any of her viewers and followers. She would definitely love a sub. She just hit affiliate. I'm super proud of her, and I think you guys would really, really dig that. So definitely give her a shout. Zazzy Cat. Tyler's going to hit me up with the tag whenever he gets this posted up. So... Much love. I appreciate all the listeners. I know Tyler appreciates all the listeners because, I mean, this guy works hard. I've seen a lot of his last few episodes, and uh, he, he puts in a lot of work on this. So definitely, you know, give him a share. Give him a follow. Definitely spread the word because, I mean, that's my boy. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of the work he's been doing, and I just want to see him blow up. So appreciate let's do you, this. Bro. Oh, absolutely, bro. Yeah. I got I to gotta shout out my boy. Fuck yeah. All right. Later, y'all.